It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us, because we'll help you take it up a notch. Yeah, the usual suspects in the building. To my left, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Boatfish. On Skype, <laughs> he is our intrepid cover reporter. He is, in fact, next in line for the cow. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also on Skype, he is the backbone, the pillar. The strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. So, as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor, sometimes they call me Mister. Um, you know, sometimes Rihanna has me. Sometimes it happens. This is Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today because uh, we're going to be talking to you guys. I mean, it's it's E3 week. So we're going to be talking to you guys about some of the games that we hope get shown, some of the games that we hope to see that are comic book related from the different publishers and developers at E3. So we'll talk about a little bit of that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some comics we read. And uh, I guess that's really, that's really kind of going to be it, wherever else the... It, the, the mood takes us, because we should mention this is a pre-recorded show, so if you're listening live, or if you're listening right now on Wednesday, unfortunately, we're not all the way live. Unfortunately, we won't get calls from Tiger Claw with his awesome links, or Derek with his prudish opinion of my thoughts. 
I mean, if you miss Tiger Claw, I mean, I can just... I like turtles. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, Welcome, Claw. I, I don't miss that, but I do miss Derek being a prude. What? Why is... Saying that my ideas are shocking and triggering to him. Which is, is what happened last week. Yeah. And you know the archive didn't get published, right? Uh, no. Why not? I don't know. I was looking into that now. We're being censored again? It seems like it. I mean... The, it must be... The, he was so triggered by my statement that rape and fiction can be a good thing. Well, actually, you know what it is? It's That file isn't in the Google Drive. The file isn't in the Google Drive? No. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'll look. I'll look for it. So, that... But the other episode, the one from the week before, isn't up either. And that I did put up. Uh-oh. So, uh, Derek, Derek has declared war. Shots fired. Wait. We're losing our archives. Wait, do you feel like it was up and got taken down? Or do you feel like just something might have happened? I mean, I, look, I, just, I was just looking at, uh, at it right now. And everything seems like it should be up and ready to go but it just won't publish and then our feed burner on itunes has it but the website doesn't what was the title it's uh if you like preacher on tv you're nothing cunt oh that that could explain it (laughs) i mean if we were no you said effing though right not actually the whole word Yeah, if yeah we, that sounds fine. No, if but we were in Britain or Australia, that would be fine. Yeah, but, but cunt. We're in America. Cunt is the most offensive word you can say in America. Well, I don't know. If it's I don't know. They used it a thousand times on beep. What's more than of- offensive than cunt? I can't think of something. I feel like like technically like asshole. You could just a, on sheer taste. No, I mean, <laughs> like I mean, you can get away and. Australia, like back there, it's like it's a regular curse. Like it's not a big as big a deal as it is here. Like I feel like you could get away with calling somebody a cunt before like a motherfucker. No, no, that's that's just your like male privilege. No, wait, wait, what do you, what do you, what do you say? It's a lot less like worse than in America. Calling someone a cunt is more offensive than calling. It's them the a worst thing ever. Like it's like the n word. Worse than worse than the n word. Well, it's like yeah. the n word for women. No, it's no, worse than the n word for women. It's like that's how they take it. Called a woman no. a nigger motherfucker. That that's like cunt is worse than that. The n word for women is bitch. No, bitch isn't even. They like offensive. that. They call each other that. So do black people. Like, yeah, bitches like nigga, I guess. That's what I just said. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's still okay for you to, to say bitch, please. I, I don't, I look, I look, are you apologize? I'm done. That's fine with me. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'm like, I literally just said that. Like, that's but why. I am saying that cunt is more offensive than nigga, than, than bitch. No, than look, I would be more offended if someone calls me a, 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 the N-word than a cunt. That's your cis male black privilege talking. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of that means. Cis, what is black privilege? Black privilege is the privilege to get offended by the word nigga. 
like, that's not a stereotype of a big penis. Do you know how many times I heard the word nigga in the past two days by non-blacks? No. It's amazing. I went up to San Francisco, and it's like nigga this, nigga that from all these white and Hispanic Why don't you say something? I heard there aren't black people in San Francisco at all. Well, there what I heard. The, the population's a lot the lower now. Male, like, because I don't care. They're um, or I don't care as much. Like, if someone calls me a nigger in the offensive way, then I care. But if people are calling each other niggas or just say nigga as a... Like, one white person was saying that he sounded used to sound more black. And so when he would call up his uh, girlfriends, their parents would be like, Hey, there's a nigger on the phone for you. Um, and he used the word nigger, and I'm like, I don't. That doesn't bother me. And also, <laughs> white people call. So the obvious answer nigger. is to change it to cunta. <laughs> yeah. Like white people, white people calling each other niggas or Latino people calling each other niggas doesn't offend me. Oh well, look, you've you've obviously gotten to a a. a I, I don't know even know what the right word is, but you've got to a different place with this whole thing than I have. Like that. All this to say, subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us. <laughs> it's like it's hard to keep getting offended of something that just like if people want to call each other niggas, I, I don't care. Oh, well, if you can People want to throw it out as like a random joke, like okay, it, it, this happens in um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, the fat guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he basically rolls up in the car and he's like, what's up, niggas? To, his, uh, to <laughs> everyone else, and it's like, they're all white. It's like, yeah, that's actually kind of funny to me. I mean, and, it, it and the can first be, neighbors. It can be funny and offensive. Well, I know. That, that's Sarah Silverman. She still offends me, even though she's hilarious. That, yeah, I mean, it, it a can Sarah be Sarah Silverman very... sketch that is offensive and hilarious. Yeah. But... I find myself being less offended at this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, for a while, I found the scene in Clerks 2 where he starts, like, just rapid-fire racial slurs. Like, that was offensive and funny. Now it's kind of just funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, it, a lot of it, I think, for me, is intent. No, I mean, intent like, is a big deal. If you're me a nigga with the racial, as a racial slur to offend me, then I might get offended. Or I might try to not give you the pleasure of me being offended, but that I don't like. Okay, well, but I, if everyone's using it, like to me, the the term is transcending. Like it doesn't have the same connotation as it did before to me. And that's okay, but we can both agree there's no such thing as black privilege because no, that that is black privilege. There's to what? be offended by the word nigga. Why is that privilege. a privilege? It's a racial slur, dude. Privilege? For one thing, blacks do have privileges. Like what? For two? God damn it. I don't know all of them. Can you name me one? No. So. I can't name you a white male privilege either. And yes. They have the most of it. You can, Joe. Or I you can't think of. You can't think of not one pri- white privilege not, thing? Not off the top of my head. Not one. No. Maybe Just Google Stanford Rapist. If you asked me an hour and a half ago, before I was full well, of vodka, I could think How of about some. the privilege to not be co- pulled over by police because of what color their skin is? Okay, that's one. Okay. What you thought of. How about 
the uh, the privilege of if they ask to speak to the manager, nine point nine times out of ten is going to be a person of their same race. I don't think that's that's absolutely true. But that's not white privilege. It's not, Why is that not white it's privilege? Not something I've experienced because it happens to Mexicans too. It's like no, 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 I no, was no. At a Taco Bell, <laughs> and this one bitch, this I'll call her black. She was a black bitch. What? Why static? Why she gotta be black or a about, bitch? About my order, and I asked to speak to the manager, and this other black bitch comes up and is like, "Why? Why are you so what's angry?" What's the Because I. I, when I go to Taco Bell, he had vodka. To be treated with respect. Because he didn't believe the black girl was a manager. <laughs> no, no, when I go to Taco Bell, I expect to be treated with respect. And whenever there are Mexicans working there, I get that treatment. And these chicks, these black chicks, were like completely disrespecting me. Why were they disrespecting to, you? Or her, how how were they disrespecting you? I don't go to Taco Bell to be disrespected. I go for <laughs> cheap, not quite Mexican food. Right. How how do they disrespect you? Dude, she changed my order. Like I ordered something and she completely what? didn't give it to me. What did you ask for? And then the one manager comes out and says, "So what? Why why, why do you even need what you wanted? Like why do you need what you ordered? Why did you need what like, you wanted? <laughs> Wait, what did you I'm ask like, for, what Joe? The fuck? You gotta put the details like, in here. What did you ask for? I'm, I'm not putting in the details. Oh okay. Cause you were wrong, Joe. Were you wrong? I was right. You sure? Yes. Oh no! I'm fifty percent sure I was right. <laughs> half and a half, got it. Yeah. Joe was like, like, I asked for extra cheese with tomatoes, and you gave me tomatoes with extra cheese. This is some bullshit. <laughs> like, wait, what? And that's similar. That that's kind of how she, the manager, felt. Like, <laughs> and I didn't feel that way. Gotcha. I, I was offended. Gotcha. And I, that's not why I go to Taco Bell. And it never happens when I, when the Mexicans are working. I mean, I I don't know what to tell you, Joe. I don't. I I don't you know. No, you can tell me the Mexicans are better workers than blacks. I don't think that's true. I mean, that's my experience. Well, they don't want to call attention because then they could get deported. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I know, think every time I go to Taco Bell and the Mexicans are working. Everything turns out smooth, fine. I get respect. Let, let's be real. Every I time you go, food. maybe they spit in it. I don't know. Every time you go to Taco Bell, there's a Mexican. Oh, they there. do. No, there isn't. The there Taco is. Bell on your on your street on not on your street on 107th and Normandy. A lot of times there are no Mexicans there. How do you know? Because I've been there. Like it used to be my rest stop for coming to your no, house. No, but I'm just saying. Like, how do you know like, there's no Mexicans in the back? Have you seen it? Like the the whole building is as big as your living room. <laughs> no, like, I, mean, I know it's not a big. Everyone that's in there, like I don't know that you can see everyone. Unless that's in they're there. hiding, like, oh, it's John. Let me go behind the stack you of cheese. You can't see everybody in this, there. This cheese, I'm gonna hide behind this cheese. Joe's coming. Like they don't even know my name. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is no, you can, and and to prove it, we'll. We can go there after the show. Oh, thanks, and Joe. I, I will <laughs> thanks, Joe. You can see everyone. <laughs> I can appreciate that. You guys should bet something. Right. Yeah, we'll bet Burrito Supremes. Ugh, I'm not a fan. You'll of get a Supreme well, Burrito. That's what I thought. Like, they assume he didn't respect himself when they saw him at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
That's hilarious. Oh man. Ah, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm just not in the Mexican food. So I, no, I, so I know I this. I've tried to take Joe to go to authentic Mexican restaurants. I don't know how many times he's like, yeah, like if we could just do Taco Bell, that'd be best. I end up taking out, like, most of the ingredients <laughs> on whatever I order. It's A taco is just tortilla and meat. Nope. What the hell did you take out? The, no, the it's meat. It's a lot of cilantro. It's, um. Oh, well, you're trusting Lawrence to take you to a Mexican restaurant? What? No, but that's the thing. Is like he has to trust Lawrence, if anybody, because you know he doesn't like know any authentic. other Mexicans. What makes no, you? He doesn't like authentic Mexican. Food. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Why all of a sudden? I don't know anything about Mexican food. What is that all about? No, you know, you know less. Less than who? Than the Mexican person. Well, I mean, I think it depends on which Mexican person we're talking about. But if you're talking about, like, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying. Uh, I have an authentic Mexican mom or anything like that. Sure, right. of course not. But it's like, dude, uh, like, I, one, I live uh, in L.A. An authentic, my... an authentic Mexican taco place would just give you a tortilla with meat in it, and it's up to you to put what you want in it. R- right, like uh, authentic, an authentic taco doesn't even so have you shouldn't, ha- So you shouldn't have to pick anything off of it. Yeah, but, uh, like, trust me. Speaking of authentic Mexican, I want uh... I was working at Ramona's for a little bit. You worked at Ramona's? Yeah. When did you work at Ramona's? Like, a few weeks ago. Shut up. Yeah. And what you, you, well, tell the story, Joe. I'll let you tell your story. The people there sucked. Like, the customers sucked. Yeah. And that's why I don't work there anymore. No, the the customers at Ramona's are terrible. Yeah. It's like the, the friggin' Gardena South Bay folk. Yeah. Yeah, they're just terrible people. I and, just wanted to bring that up. They're very impatient. They're impatient. They're racist. They're fucking. They are a little racist too. You're right. Like I thought, everybody loves Ramona. They love the food. Yeah. They hate the. They hate the workers. They hate the, workers, <laughs> they hate the prices. They right. Hate, like they'll go in there, order like a shit ton of shit, and be like, "Why does this cost so much? Like, <laughs> why does like, my twenty tacos cost?" like what the fuck for some reason all the black people in the south bay think ramona's is the best mexican food that you can have it's not even that great no i don't mean the the customers are black most of them yeah it's about there's a few like 60 40 black latino yeah but not real like not for real latino so all the shit people of those respective races go to ramona's a lot of them do yeah Every time I've been to Ramona's, I'm actually shocked by how much complaining I hear. Because I'm just, no, really. You know, every time I've been there, I'm just like, wow, like, if these people are having such a bad time, they should stop coming here. Because, I mean, to me, I'm just like, it's not even like, Ramona's food is, is good. It's all right. It's not great. It's not the best burrito you'll have. We should transcribe this as a Yelp review. <laughs> no, but it really isn't. So it's just kind of I'm like, going to do that. Do it. I just like I don't I don't understand it, but that's what they do is they go to. And I would say that's one of the rare times when I was called a nigga in a non-racist manner that I still felt offended. Who called you a nigga? Some stupid black cow bitch. Why? Why are you so? <laughs> I need you to calm down, dude. Like I don't know what it is that black women did to you. Joe, when's the last time you busted a nigga? She called me a nigga. No, no. But it was only one, but it seems like you don't, you're like, it feels to me right now that you dislike all of them. 
and I don't know why. I, I don't like. I don't dislike all. Between of them. this chick and the the manager of Taco Bell, it really feels like you dislike all black women. No, no. That, that work at semi fast like, Mexican. <laughs> that, I guess that's a subgroup that I didn't realize was existing there. You're right. Right. Bro. Like, there's a lot of black women I love. I, I like them uh, as friends, as people, as Mia's cool. <laughs> Um, you got you have black female friends, is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, okay. Some of his best friends are. Some of his best yeah, friends are black females. Best friends are black females. Got it. Like ivory and <laughs> ebony and. <laughs> well, the the messed up part is those are real people. <laughs> and Joe does know them both, and they both like Joe. They do. I know it sounds like he made it up. Like uh, people are listening, like is this fool just saying ebony and ivory? And like quartz. I onyx. think I can vouch for at least half of those. Yeah, yeah. Ebony, I you know. I like but she doesn't know me personally. Right. That's Estelle, right? You said? Yeah, Estelle. I want to know Estelle. She's a cutie. Now I want to watch Steven Universe. Too bad. Let's stop recording and watch Steven Universe instead. No, no. Uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, shout out to Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network. And you Wait, guys the show all, started? Yes, the all games community. I appreciate you guys. Uh, also, shout out to Jeffrey's Comics. Uh, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, Jeffrey's Comics is amazing unless you want manga. There you go. Uh, but everything else they have. Boom. They actually do have some of the manga you want. So, you know, just ask them. Call them up. Ask them. Mention us. You get a discount. Your mic's on, right? Yeah. Okay, I was making sure. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everyone. Good. Um, yeah. So it's E3 week, and are we gonna talk about Warcraft? We can talk about Warcraft. Did you watch Warcraft? No. Oh, we yeah, could talk. I, oh, I wasn't sure if we were gonna talk about it, and I texted you guys all if we were gonna talk about Warcraft. And I didn't get a yes, so I didn't see it. Like, I was going to try and see it this morning. <laughs> Wait. I, I haven't had time. Like, since it came out, I've been in fucking San Francisco dealing with one of the fucking worst Mexican dudes I've ever. And the fact that he's Mexican isn't. It is, Joe. <laughs> it is. It is because you brought it up, Joe. But it's he, like he could just put the word I, I, thought, I thought I was in North Dakota. Oz <laughs> isn't bad. Like I, I like Oz. I like Oz a lot, and I like you a lot. So I'm gonna help build that wall. But <laughs> Jeez, man. There's this one guy that in San Francisco that I work with that I just hate, and he's an. Oh, asshole. is it the same guy from the hotel room the yeah. other time? Yeah, the Vegas? hotel room guy. Yeah, and fuck I that guy. Talk about him on the show. You and did. Like, okay, yeah, I went that to guy's San terrible. Francisco, and that's his home office. And he was there, and he was talking shit about me while I wasn't even there. While you were not there? Yeah. Like, basically, we went up, and uh, we do, like, party shit. I don't know if our listeners know. But I had to take an empty <laughs> truck back and come back with the full truck. And while I'm gone, bringing back the full truck in this land I've never been to, and I'm lost and confused, and fucking minor, this fucking bitch-ass motherfucker... And I don't care if he hears me, like, if he listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan of yours, Jay. Um, He's a big fan of yours. 
He's like, I support all Jay's endeavors. <laughs> this bitch ass motherfucker is complaining like, why am I not there yet? Like when I'm on my way back after getting lost like twice. <laughs> I've never been there before. Well, with Jay, but I mean, he knows how long it takes to get from where you started to where you get to, but right? But everyone that was with him was like, dude, come on, give him a break. Like, just give him 10 more minutes. And that's when I showed up. Gotcha. The minute mark and fuck him he's a bitch and he tried to be all cool by buying this lunch but it wasn't even on his order so what does that mean basically the manager oh uh, somebody told him to buy you guys told lunch? him to buy oh, lunch okay. with the planet uh expense credit card yeah, yeah yeah okay and so fuck him and i hate him and fuck him and actually when we were at lunch, it was one of the times I heard someone say, that's when the guy who said nigger, uh, like, that was when I heard that story. And then I, it, I wasn't offended. So. But I was offended by Minor because I hate him and fuck him. And how's, how's that relate exactly to Warcraft? Um, it doesn't, apparently. I think I went on a tangent. <laughs> no. Well, you know, race wars and... <laughs> Race Warcraft. <laughs> but, no. Oh, okay. It relates to Warcraft because I was in San Francisco and I couldn't go see Warcraft. Got it. It was, like, it was, it was funny if he was late because he stopped to watch Warcraft. That would have been funny, too. It would not have been right. No, but, yeah. So, this guy, it. Miner, asked me to tell you if he would be the best man at his wedding. Yeah. Joe. I would. And I would go full Garth Brooks on his ass. I don't know what that means. That means I would grab the champagne out of the groom's hand and make a fucked up toast. Is that what Garth Brooks <laughs> did? You listen to the song Friends in Low Places. That's what that's one of the verses. Which <laughs> Friends in Low Places <laughs> is my favorite Garth Brooks song. Okay. 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 It's, 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 it's my actually song. <laughs> it's just so funny because he's like, I'll go full Garth Brooks on him. I'm like, what did Garth, was Garth Brooks someone's best man and like messed up the wedding or like did Garth Brooks best man like mess up his wedding and then you're like no he has a song and there's a verse of the song and I guess the best man in the song no he comes to his ex-girlfriend's wedding and takes the groom's champagne and makes a fucked up toast okay that's not the same thing I, no, that's what I would do if I was the best man. I would no, but he, his, but he, drink but what Mo said, but what Mo said was that he wants to be the best man at your wedding. Oh, I thought he said at his wedding. Nah, if he wants to be the best man at my wedding, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> like I think, you know, you're gonna be the best man at my wedding, right? I mean, I would, I would think. But I wasn't going to make any assumptions. Dude, come on now. <laughs> I wasn't going to make any assumptions. Just assume. Okay. Um, Lord, I, I quit. You quit? Oh, see, you, you offended Moses. No, it, I, it's part of your long string of offending Mexicans. No, I, I love Mexicans and Moses. Wow, <laughs> now Moses is not Mexican. That's messed up. You see what he did there? I don't think he considers himself Mexican. I'm okay. I'm American. Moses <laughs> identifies as white and uses the term Nick Fury. <laughs> hey, look, I, I identify as Batman, so watch it. 
Look, I'm just I identified I myself as black before that NWACP lady. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man. It's a wild show. I know. This is what happens when we're not live. So, listen. It always the name of the show right there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> listen, you you asked if we could talk about Warcraft. Yeah, and because if if you was, no, I didn't ask you if we could ask if we were going to. If you someone had replied yes, I was gonna go out to see it real quick. Oh, I thought I did reply. I mean I didn't say just no, yes. You said we could. And so that meant to me no. <laughs> Wait, why does we Well none of us have seen it? Well you the, your text and I can pull it up, but your text says something to the effect of I haven't seen it. But we can get your impressions on it. Yeah. Which means, no, we're not going to talk about it. I don't, why does that mean no? I don't understand, because, like, if I say we could get your impressions on it. Right. Well, that would mean that I would be the only one giving impressions on it. So, by default, we are not talking about it. I am. And so. But anytime anyone talks like, about something on the show, it's still we, right? Like, I felt like. I didn't have to, if you guys didn't see it, then I didn't have to rush out to see it. I can see it at my own pace. I mean, Which I'll probably see it Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. Which, and honestly, I'm not looking forward to it. Why not? Like, I want to see it just because it's Warcraft, but it, it looks really generic. Okay. Like, I don't, am I, I mean, the only one that got that from the trailer? I mean,. The only exciting part of that is the Warcraft title, but the actual movie looks generic as fuck. Like Mo Oz, any of you, you guys feel that way? I mean, it did. Like they, they did that Dungeon Siege movie. Right. It kind of looks like that, but I'm still gonna see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I still want to rather. Like, yeah, I'm going to see it. I don't know if I want to, but I, I'm gonna see it because it's Warcraft. But it actually looks really generic. I mean, for me, it, it looks like the movie's going to be about the war between these two races, but told from each other's side. And so it's like that. I, and I, I think I guess for me, I'm like that alone, I think, kind of sets it apart from a lot of movies, because a lot of the time when you have a war, you kind of paint good guys and bad guys. There are a few movies that take the time to tell the side, the tale from both sides. So you kind of just say like, "Hey." I mean, hell, even Pearl Harbor did that, and if that movie can do it, any movie can. Did Pearl Harbor tell the the story from both sides? Mm-hmm. No, I, I've never seen Pearl Harbor. Oh yeah. But like, it's so like part romance between these American fucks, and then a lot of it is the Japanese commander of the fleet that attacks Pearl Harbor, and it's him. A lot of it is about him and their plan to attack. But I'm saying, when you say it's he about... He doesn't want to, but uh-huh. he's like, well, they said to. And he's like completely unsure that it's the right move. And it turns out he's right because we nuclear bombed their, their country. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, only so many movies take the I time mean, to do you, that. You can... You should see Pearl Harbor, kind of. I mean, I can't 100% recommend it because it is mostly a love story. Uh-huh. And 
I don't know your taste in love stories. I don't have a problem with so, love stories. Plus, it's a Michael Bay film. But I don't know which ones you like and which ones you don't. Oh, okay. So it's like, like I know I can watch an action movie and know whether or not you would like it. Right. But I can't necessarily do that with the romance. That's fair. Like I think I can even do it with the comedy. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think you got a pretty solid handle on what I like and don't like, generally. Right. But just not with the uh, romance. I right. think you like The Notebook, right? I do. Which, yeah, see, I don't know your taste in comedy. Or in uh, romance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Notebook was bad. Like, I know I laughed. Yeah, you didn't like The Notebook? It was dumb. Like, really dumb. You were making a sequel, right? Dude, they need to make a lake house, too, because that was the shit. Wait, is is that real, Mo, or are you just saying that? No, yeah, that's real. Oh, I don't know if they should do that, but okay. <laughs> you loved it. I did like it, yeah. It's a good movie. I like Big Fish better. I didn't get to see that one. Like, why, is, why is that, like, is that a romance movie? I guess technically no, but... But it's kind of the same pacing, and it is it, what it, I've heard. There is definitely like seen it. there's a love story in Big Fish too, but I guess technically it's not a romance. And I like uh, I like a lot. Like of it's all about him banging another chick. Wait, well, wait. not all about, but like he talks about banging that one chick that lived out by the water, right? I like the Princess Bride. I mean, wait, you're talking about like him having an affair? Well, I don't think it's even an affair. I think he was before he was married. Oh, okay. In the flashback, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see any romance in it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Like, it's just a tall tale that the dead guy tells. Yeah. Like the legend of that dude. Or like, um, yeah, but anyway. No, no, we don't need to talk about romantic movies um so yeah warcraft <laughs> warcraft <laughs> might be a romance so i would i would i would talk about the next show i would i'm gonna see it before our next show why is paula Patton still fly as an orc i don't know man huh she's not nearly as fly i don't as, know uh rosario dawson is rosario dawson an orc in that movie too She's not an orc, but she was a blue rabbit thing, an avatar. No, that's not Rosario Dawson. I'm pretty sure it is. No, Rosario Saldana. Yeah, that's a different chick. I'm pretty sure they're the same person. They're definitely not. Speaking of which. But but you can't compare a Navi. You can't compare a Navi to an orc. A PG-13 movie with nudity. What? We were talking about this on last show, the last show, which you wouldn't have heard because the archive isn't up yet, but we were talking about PG-13 movies that have nudity in them, and Avatar is one of them. I don't know how long ago it was made, but... Probably like 2006 or 8? I think that's eight? like the most current movie I can think of. But what, what's the nudity? Well, you see tits. Who's? What's her name? Zoe Saldana? Yeah, you see her tits. But the the Navi? Yeah. Does that count? Yes. I don't even think that's true. 
No, it is. <laughs> Even if it was, her like, animated. I, I free fr I freeze framed it and I, I looked and. Okay, if you had to freeze frame I had it. Private time. If you had to freeze frame it. With Zoe Saldana's. It's not Zoe Saldana. Or whoever. It's it's the the animated thing. It's still nudity and it's still PG thirteen. But you had to freeze frame it. So. Like if you, that means the rest of us probably never even seen it. So. So we're not talking about how much nudity there is, because definitely the more nudity you have, the closer to an R rating you get. But it sounds like the nip slip. But like you barely see anything. Look at the look at uh fucking that, the, fucking Will Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis movie, which is rated R. That has a nip slip in it, but it's prolonged, which is why it gets the R rating. Well, but if you have a nip slip and it's like, it's not a slip if it's just showing it. You know what I mean? Like no, a nipple is a nipple. Like movies look. At body parts. But Joe, there's a difference between like they rate based on the slip. There's a difference between showing a nipple for, you know, a, a lengthy amount of time or s however many seconds, and showing a nipple for such a brief time that no one even knew that it was there until you told us it was there. That's a big difference. One no. It isn't. How is that not a difference? Like, it's, we all not, saw I Avatar. It's not a big difference. I said it's. I didn't say it, it's not a difference. I said it's not a big difference. The point is, you can see nipples in a PG thirteen movie, if you're willing to pause your thing and go frame by frame. Which is what the MP, or what, what is that? The, the MPAA. Yeah, that's what they do. They watch every single frame of the movie, and they saw her nipples, and they're like... They watch every you know frame, what? like, on pause? You is know what, what you're saying? I don't think that's true, we Joe. We see her nipples, but we're okay with it. We're, we'll give the... I MP don't think that's what the MPAA does, Joe. I think they just well, watch the has, movie. Like she has no areolas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done with this I, whole conversation. I, I don't remember... I'm done. I'm done. We're done. We're done with this conversation. See, you have a habit of doing that. Your, your prudish sensibility. There's not prudish sensibility. Your prudish sense comes up. By, by the way, the, the Navi have fur, so she's technically covered. Yeah, it's actually a dog or a cat. It, it's, it's really like, why are we even having this conversation? Like, it's like. I mean, we're not. It's a monologue, basically. I know. <laughs> it's like. Nipples are awesome, and they exist in PG-13. So if you're telling me that a PG-13 movie is pushing the boundaries and it doesn't show nipples, then your case does not hold water. So if we see cow orders, like, that should affect the rating? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even understand how we're I'll comparing Navis to orcs. Like, Navis, Navi are like... We're talking about non human sentient humanoid females that's how navis and orcs are related but navi are pretty and orcs generally are ugly so it doesn't matter if you see their nipples dude it, you're a racist no one's talking about their nipples except you you are a fucking racist no one's talking about their nipples except you 
Orcs I was talking beautiful. about orcs, how orcs are beautiful. Orcs are beautiful, Joe. And orcs are beautiful. The females. I mean, I'm not into the males, but okay. that's more of a preference than a standard. Got it. So let's say we're at E3. <laughs> what comic book games would you guys like to see? I would like to see the Star Wars game come to the console. Star Which? Wars The Old Republic needs to be a console game. And E3 talked about Star Wars, but they didn't actually say anything. EA. EA talked about uh, Star Wars, but they didn't really say anything except that there would be a game coming out in 2018. But it's odd because the picture of The Old Republic was there. And I guess the title of their new expansion pack, but they don't mention it verbally or say whether or not it's coming to console. I mean, they talked about the Old Republic a little bit as a game, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't say anything about it coming to console. That's true. I mean, what did they say about it as a game? That people are playing it. Basically. And that counts. Why why doesn't it count? It's still something. I mean, it's what game aren't people playing? <laughs> there's a list. <laughs> there's, there's a list, definitely. Like, you tell me the game that people aren't playing, people don't mention that game. Like, you would be the only one mentioning it. That's probably true. Otherwise, people are I mean, yes, if I tried to, I could go out of my way to point out games that people aren't playing. But... To be at E3, for EA to be at E3, touting games, like, that is the assumption that pe- that people are playing it. Yeah, I agree. But they, they spent, I want to say, what, maybe 20 minutes talking about their Star Wars games and didn't give any new information about any Star Wars games for the most part, which is a little sad. because. Yeah. A new I mean, presenter, her name was Jade. <laughs> uh, she was terrible for that. Like, why would you... Why Why are you singling out Jade Raven? Because she is the one that I direct my anger towards. Why? Because she was the one presenting all the Star Wars information. Okay, I guess you could say that. Even though like, the... the, I, the know, I know she didn't write her own script. Um, I know she's just a corporate shill that they oh. put out in front of us. Why is she a corporate shill? That's what you said. No, no, <laughs> I did not say that, Joe. I like I don't even talk like that. Like that's not I didn't say that. That's what you that's your inner dialogue having that conversation. It's like what what like I'm just like I don't even understand where corporate shill comes from. Jade Raymond's a game developer. So in any case <laughs> I was saying, don't, don't put a that lot bias of time on me. Talking and gave very little information. Right. And on a personal level, the only shit I want to hear about Star Wars is that the Old Republic is coming to consoles. And Which she didn't, didn't announce that. So yes, I unfairly direct my anger, even though it's not a violent anger. I would. I ha- I need to stress that it's not a violent anger. I'm just really disappointed. I mean, not yet. No, I don't become violent with random strangers over the internet. It's doesn't. I don't do it. I'm above that. 
They also they because uh, at this point at the time of this recording, only EA has had their press conference. So, um, they talked about Mass Effect too, and that was a whole bunch of nothing as well. I mean, they did show they like some screenshots of the planet she'll be on, which yeah. look beautiful. But anyone playing the, who played Dragon Age Inquisition knows that they can make beautiful worlds. Right. Um, so that was non-impressive. It it's it's more than we've seen, but it's not like they showed us like gameplay or told us anything about the story. Really, I would have been happy with or, the main cast, right? Just even character, like even what do they call the pre-production sketches of what the characters? Oh, are concept like. art. Like yeah, I would have preferred concept art of the main staff. Like the main characters, yeah, yeah. yeah and I hear you on that. Like, be that cool. would have been a lot cooler than what they did show for uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. And they didn't. They don't tell us when it takes place. They just say we're in a new uh, galaxy. Si- oh yeah, galaxy, solar system. Yeah. Uh, to expand uh, the human humanity, we're basically recolonizing someplace else besides Earth. Uh, they don't say why, they don't say when it takes place, so we don't know if this is first contact war type of scenario, or if this happens after Mass Effect 3, when Ev- everything is weird. Everything seems like it leads to like after Mass Effect to me, but that's all supposition, because... Right. Yeah. I mean, if you were the other way, like, I can't point out anything in the thing to argue against you. I think we did get everything that happens at the end of the of Mass Effect, the original trilogy, just happens to that one galaxy. So if you're in the Andromeda galaxy now, you're not really affected. That could be so. Yeah. What did you say, Mo? Well, I, mean, I think Oz kind of answered it, but yeah, I was like, is there anything that you've seen in the games that would lead you to that suppository (laughs) yeah um no i mean nothing like it makes me feel like it's after only because of the like i I feel like the the crafting of like the ship and the um the land vehicles and all kind of stuff seems like it's the stuff that yes the mako right like it's like the mako it, it looks like stuff that you kind of like, like newer versions of the stuff you used previously. Like, slightly new. But, and who knows? I, I, I guess, like you said, it was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. So, you, you won't know what the gameplay is like. I, like the, no, no, we'll no sense of. that in 2018. Mass well, Effect Andromeda gameplay. You're hilarious. I'm, I'm sure that there'll be more, like, people will learn more about the game during the course of the show. But yeah, as of right now, that it, it was very little. I think we did see an Asari though. Yeah, we saw an Asari, which which we've seen before. Well, here's the thing. I know for me, I was like, you know, they're talking about new locations, new planets, new aliens, new everything, and I'm like, wait a minute now, like the some of some new. Well, but no, but I'm just like, some of this stuff needs to be some of the stuff that we've seen already, right? Like some of it, like. Because I don't want, like, all new aliens because it's like I want to see Asari and Solarians and Krogans and whatnot, too, because... I don't need Krogans. Why not? But Asari and Solarians, 
No, I don't. I just, it's just not something I need. I like Krogan's, Man. but I don't need them. No. Joe, Joe's even racist to races in fiction. No, if I was racist to anyone in Mass Effect, it would be the Batarians, who are dicks. Like, almost every one of them I've encountered is a dick. Or a pirate. <laughs> and I was glad when I let their planet get destroyed so that I can have a few more days to get the warning out to people. Wait, I, I just saw the video. They show characters and stuff. Well, Granted, it's, it's tough to tell because it looks like the old Mass Effect, but it's actually new stuff. I mean, what did you, what did you see worth talking about? I mean, I saw characters. I saw that it looks like the last Mass Effect. You see two monsters, an Asari, and the female lead at the end. Like, what What else did you see that was worth noting? Besides some, aside from, like, I will say, the planetary effects, just like Dragon Age, look amazing. Like, the yeah. worlds the, look amazing, what they show. Or the lightning effects. I like saw images of, of people working hard at it. Yeah. You know, if I'm gonna look at images of people working hard at stuff, I need to see more. Um, and I'll give an example. Uh, if you watch uh, Adventure Time, they show the making of the miniseries States, where you can see someone actually animating Jake walking from one point to another. Like, that is interesting. Seeing someone sitting at a computer is not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, it felt like there should have been more to me. Like, especially for as long as we've been waiting for this game. But, hey. That's me and how I feel as a fan, I guess, for whatever reason. Like, I'm a fan, too, and I was I was underwhelmed. Like, yeah. No, I was I was more than underwhelmed. I mean, I felt that way about like, the whole press conference, though. So, like, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, EA actually just came out with a really weak presentation. Uh, they showed some FIFA stuff, but I wasn't paying attention because I'm not a FIFA fan. Uh, that's on me, not them. Uh, but Mass Effect, I like. Completely underwhelmed. Titanfall. Okay. Titanfall was maybe their best presentation. Yeah, uh, they I probably introduced, said that too. They mentioned the fact that Titanfall 2 is going to have a single player campaign, which I'm actually now excited, a little more excited about Titanfall than I was before. Even though they did make a uh, friggin' um, oh, jeez. What's happening? How come I can't think of my man's name? The vodka? I, I don't I don't think it's the vodka. I think it's just my memory. Um okay. friggin' the voice of Optimus Prime. Peter Weller. Peter Yes. Frank Walker. No, no, Frank Frank Welkner is Megatron. Peter Cullen. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Peter Peter Weller is Peter Weller. <laughs> is friggin' Robocop, right? 
No, he was the guy from the um from the abyss. That's not the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Peter Cullen is the voice yeah, of. I got the first name right, which led you to the full name. <laughs> Peter Cullen is the voice of your your Titan. As a team, in we do okay. <laughs> is the voice of your Titan in the Titanfall campaign? I mean, obviously and there are cooler voices that we've heard. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. First first of all, Peter Cullen's voice is amazing. No, I know. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to knock him. No, you are. At, no, absolutely not. What I'm saying is his voice is so iconic as a it's robot. Typecasting. As a robot. That's typecasting. It's not typecasting. It is. I'm, no, typecasting would be like saying, I only want him to play a robot. That's I'm doing the opposite of that. I'm saying, I only want him to be, if he's going to be a robot, the only robot I want to see or hear his voice as is Optimus Prime. It's Peter Cullen. Don't put an, another his voice in another robot. What are you talking about? Really? <laughs> Especially a Titan. It's like, I don't know. Like, Did nobody feel like that might have been a, a weird idea? Like. <coughs> I didn't have a problem with it. No. I thought it was okay. I'm not as you like. I'm not as much as on Optimus's dick as you are. Optimus um, Prime has no dick. You would know better than I would, because I'm not there. I looked like for you it. Are. Couldn't find it. I'm sure you did. There it is. But uh, I mean, <laughs> there are definitely others that would be funnier to be the voice of the robot, like. Why are we looking for funny? Like, why is that? Why is that the standard? Like, I don't understand that. But okay. I no. mean, a little comedy with your mass murder is good, right? Mass murder is better with comedy, right? I don't know anything about that. That's the guy in Florida. Look at the Joker. No. The Joker kills millions of people with smiles. That's funny because he's dead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just you know I just feel like it was a bad move personally, but I might be the only one that feels that way. Wait, you want Peter Dinklage to do it? No. Sure. No. Peter. He's terrible. What are you talking about? That guy's amazing. As Tyrion Lannister, but not as Ghost. No, nah, he's good in everything he's been in. What I don't what's as Ghost in what? Uh, Destiny. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Is he not good as? as Why that? don't you play Destiny? Why should I? Should I play Destiny? I like it. No. I mean... <laughs> There's like four or five levels and you play them over and over again, even in story mode. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but... Yeah, but he was so bad they replaced him for the Taken King expansion. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that doesn't mean he isn't great doing other things. But no, of course. Just not robots. Like, he was fine in Pixels. Okay. He's got short range. Oh, see what you and did. I, no. I actually did not mind him as in a fucking that X-Men Days of Future Past. Like, I thought he was fine, despite the fact that the character he was playing is a normal-sized person. Yeah. So, it was I know uh, that movie that sucked. 
like I don't know if this is insensitive to say, but he didn't play it as like a short person. No, that's true. Well, like a little bit, but not really, right? Only because I guess they had to to um, point out that he's a short person, but it, it was like he could if if some a, a really good actor that's normal size played that part, it wouldn't have been any different, you know. Got you. Man, I wish that movie didn't exist. That was the best. He was the best part of that movie. He was. But the story and... Oh, speaking of which, I know we... I'm sorry. Well, that movie was Terminator 2, basically. Slight tangent. We talked about X-Men Apocalypse in the last show and Jubilee not using her powers. Apparently, there's a deleted scene when she does use her powers, and it looks awful. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I didn't see the whole scene, but they basically show her with, like, lightning coalescing in her fingers, and that's not her powers. So. Got it. We we dodged a bullet. A bullet that we can... Just well, you, you just saw it, so you didn't dodge it that much. I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> so you got, you got grazed, Joe. I, I got grazed. <laughs> you got grazed. People that buy the DVD are going to get the full shot uh, when they check out the deleted scenes. Yeah, I just got grazed by terrible. But, you know, so... Yeah, so we were better off that she didn't use her powers in the movie. Okay. She's cute though. She looks like Jubilee. Yeah. So um, there are a couple things. Well, yeah, a couple things that got announced in regards to uh, comic book video games uh, prior to E3. Um, one of which was uh, Telltale just announced that they're doing a Batman video game. I that might be awesome. Earlier, and I don't... I want to know what universe it is. I want to know if they're using Arkham. I want to know if they're using the animated series. I want to know if they're using the comic... Like, what is their source? The comic? Are they making up their own version of Batman that's going to basically follow how Batman is supposed to be, but within their own timeline? I really am in, I really want to know what the setting is for their Batman. Yeah. Mo, you think that that could be awesome? What is it about it that makes you uh makes that an attractive proposition to you? Well, the detective aspect. Yeah. I hear so you. The, you haven't played Wolf Among Us, right? I have not. I have. Yeah, so, like, there was a lot of detective stuff in there. Dude, why haven't Almost. you played that yet? It's amazing. We know why. I'm working on it. I don't feel like you are. He's not. I am. I feel like if you worked on it, you would be done. No, not yet. But you could play it in one sitting. Like, it's that compelling that if you have the next chapter in front of you, you're going to play it. I, I've just been busy. Get he has the disc. I do. Hey, I think. Did you download the free one from Xbox Gold? I don't think I did. 
Uh, I even told you about it. No, I know you did. Like, it's not like Catherine, where only the story is compelling. Like, <laughs> even the gameplay is compelling listen, in Wolf Among Us. Listen, I'm going to play it. I haven't done it yet. We should talk about Batman. Well, if you would have played that game, you'd have better context and can actually comment on it. And since we're because about Tokyo, there's a lot of, of sleuthing. Paint, in, paint the picture, Moses. Well... In Joker Testament 2, where you kind of have to, when you interrogate people or look down a room, you kind of have to see uh, little details. The, the game points some of them out to you, but when it comes to actual like decision making, mm -hmm. you have to use your gut, basically. Like there are so many times where you get one of two choices and it really does affect what you, like, your perspective. Like yeah. There's one point where there's a guy who's injured and another guy who's, uh, was, whose place was robbed and you're like, you can only check out one of them. Those are two completely different experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, like, his place was robbed, you have to figure out what in the room is going to lead you to information and what can be easily uh, explained away. And so, it, there, yeah, like, it, it, there is a lot of sleuthing. You actually do have to think through what you're doing. That's awesome. And then, plus, there is actually some cool stuff that you don't have to think, but some cool extras. Like, you can ask Cinder, uh, Snow White what underwear she's wearing. <laughs> okay. I didn't get to do that. Well, there's a part where you remember where uh, the troll that was dressed up as her. Right. Uh, she's uh, on the coroner's table. If you examine her underwear, you can ask Cinderella if the underwear she's wearing matches the underwear she has on now. Oh, uh, I think you just fooled it for Larry. No, I didn't. He's not paying attention. He's on his phone. I'm looking up details about Batman. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I love but Joe, you, could, you would say that the Batman game, especially with the tech, like heavy on the detective side, would be great for Telltale to, to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have like, my only question about this game is where it takes place. I think a Telltale's Batman game would be amazing because it's a part of the comics that we never see translated into games. Um, there are so many amazing things they could do that you just can't do in an action game involving, like, the, the detective work side of things. Yeah. Like, there are stories... Uh, the Long Halloween that right. would not work in an action game, but would be amazing for an adventure game. Or even like older stuff, like old like 30s before the Happy Batman stuff. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of those stories were more of on detective story, on the detective side, kind of like the pulp books. Yeah. And I have so much faith in Telltales. Like, I've played, um, I think, the majority of their current games, which is 
which I'm calling everything after of their poker series uh, current. So I guess starting with Walking Dead 1, I've played the majority of those games, at least the first chapter, and they're all super compelling. Uh, they take things that, like, honestly, I didn't think Borderlands could work as an adventure game, but they made it work. And so I have a lot of faith in them to tell an amazing story with Batman, but I just cannot get over my curiosity as to what Batman they are going to use. Uh, here's a quote from Kevin Bruner, who's the co-founder and CEO of Telltale. He says, we've been hard at work at Telltale creating an all-new iteration of the iconic Batman story that puts players in the suit of billionaire Bruce Wayne just as much as it will put them behind the mask uh, deciding how to carefully navigate a complex drama rich with action, crime, corruption, and villainy lurking around every corner of Gotham City. The complex life and fractured psyche of Bruce Wayne has lent itself to becoming a bold evolution of the signature telltale role-playing experience. And we couldn't be more excited as we prepare to debut the series to players across the world this summer. So episode one, it's episodic. Episode one should be out this summer. Uh, and it, Fuck, that sounds amazing. It says, <laughs> it, it says uh, they, there are some pictures, and so you can definitely check those out. Uh, you know, maybe we can go ahead and do one of our, our blog posts at Fantastic Forum blog. But it also says that uh, Telltale's vision of Batman will feature an award-winning cast of talent, including Troy Baker in the role of Bruce Wayne, Travis Willingham as Harvey Dent, Aaron Yvette as Vicki Vale, Ann Rydell as Alfred Pennyworth, Murphy Geyer as Lieutenant James Gordon, Richard McGonagall as Carmine Falcone, and Laura Bailey as Selena Kyle. Additional cast yep. and characters will be revealed as the season progresses. So It's interesting that they chose not to go with Kevin Conroy. Yeah, but Troy Baker's kind of like the other go-to guy for Bruce Wayne. Like, a after Kevin Conroy... Troy's where you go next. Is he the current guy? No, he's not the current guy. I, I mean, it like Troy. Troy is like when it's not Kevin Conroy, it's usually Troy Baker. And it's not to say that there's never been other people that played Batman, but no, like who's doing him right now? In like what, the, Joe? The current New Fifty Two DC animated joints. Like it's the same guy. Oh, from oh, oh! You're talking about on on the the okay. Um, like from War Justice League War on, it's been the same guy. I think that that I think that actually could be Troy Baker. Oh, okay. It could be. I'm not a hundred percent convinced, but I would be surprised that it's not Troy Baker. Cause yeah, look, when it's not Kevin Conroy, it's Troy Baker. Okay. I mean, the only terrible one we've had is. Uh, New Frontier. But yeah, okay, yeah. And like I said, I have a lot of faith in Telltale. Uh, that's an interesting. No, it's Jason O'Mara right now. Right, okay. On the New 52 joints? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's the guy from uh, the. Where is this? I forget what. That series with the dinosaurs. The one on Fox that got canceled. Dinotopia. Yeah. 
No, not Dinotopia. The other one. From Fox, right? That you were yeah. Yeah, okay. I can't think of the name, but I didn't like it, and the effects were cheesy. And I hey, what show the, with the dinosaurs on Fox that got canceled? Land of the Lost. Terra Nova. Right, oh, Terra Nova. I liked Terra Nova. I know you did. I don't understand. Yeah, it. we actually watched it recently. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I know. I don't understand it. But <laughs> I'll, I'll have you guys tell me why it's okay later. Thanks, um, Joe. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not a thing. I'm genuinely interested. No, I know you are. Because I'm just happy you let us do it later. It's interesting. Uh, in Supermansion, they actually mentioned Terra Nova. Oh, really? And it's basically, it's what's your name, Cooch, is saying what a great show she show it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, Cooch is an idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so her saying it's a great show means it's a terrible show. Even a broken clock's right twice a day. But it's it's funny in the same episode, she talks about Black Saturn's dating video, which is terrible. Mm. And she says it's great. Gotcha. So I'm pretty sure they meant that to emphasize how dumb she is. Gotcha. Um, did you finish watching that? Just out of curiosity. Uh, not. I think they came out with another season since. Didn't, it's There's more than one season. Isn't there? I thought there was. Not that I know. Oh, okay, then no. All right, Larry. No. You're saying that Troy Baker is like the go-to guy when it's not Kevin Conroy? Yeah. It's like he's he's only played Batman in like the Lego Batman movies. Or games, rather. Dude, that's not go-to. So then, and, and in like the, the Batman, like Arkham games, he's like the Joker, Two-Face. Oh. And Robin. Oh, you know Drake. I might be thinking about him for for Joker. I'm sorry. I might have gotten confused. So if Mark Hamill is the Joker, Troy Baker's your man. You go to. That might be it. Is what you were trying to say. Yeah. Okay. I might have gotten confused. Uh, also, we got a lot of Injustice 2 news prior to E3. How do you guys feel about like, they released a, a gameplay trailer as well as the announcement trailer. What did you guys think of that Injustice 2 stuff? It's another fighting game. I mean, is that is it, like, something that you would be excited for, Oz? Or are you just like, eh, whatever, we got... It's something I'll buy, but I'm not excited for it. That's fair. Like, look, I guess that's, that's the typical jaded gamer perspective, right? I can't hear you or whoever's doing their dishes. <laughs> it's dinner time for the dogs. Ah, oh, there it is. But okay, no, and, and that's fair. Uh, what What about you, Mo? You, any thoughts or any care about Injustice Two? I mean, I didn't play any of the first one. Like, it's a good game. Yeah, you did. We played it at that one place where they had that super arcade and I was beating everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I played it. I wasn't wild by it. I don't... Like, I, I'm not a big fan of fighting games anymore. So... Too much yeah. violence? No, it's just not, like... They're not compelling to me. Like, I can't get sucked in. I can't hold my eyes open until I 
tears start coming out because I have to moisturize themselves or else they'll dry up and fall out of my sockets. Uh-huh. So it's like games. I don't, I don't, I have a little time to play games. I don't waste that time on games that don't do that, have that effect on me. Now, is it the gameplay or the stories? Well, it's just the, the, it, like you talked about Destiny being the same four or five levels and then repeated over and over. And it's like every level of a fighting game is that to me. Oh, okay. But Injustice actually had a cool story mode. But it's still, you still have to fight through the story. It's not like you're like... Yeah, if you can't get through the gameplay, then it kind of doesn't matter what the story is. Right. And I'm not saying I agree with Mo, but I'm saying I understand where he's coming from. It's like, for that, I could just watch the cutscene on YouTube. I guess you could do that. To do the story, or read the comics if I even was even interested in it. Yeah. The comics are really good. They are. Yeah. But it's like, you know, especially with the DC characters, because they're always like, I always liked how bright and non-greedy they were. And it's hard to get that in the regular comics. Like, why am I going to go to other comics that don't do that? I know right off the bat they don't do that. So, So I just stay away from all that altogether. That's fair. It looks like this one's going to be adding more RPG-ish elements to the mix. But not the gameplay, right? I mean, to well, a... you get costume changes. Well, yeah, you get yeah, you get armor, and the armor changes your, the attributes of your character. Oh, I hate it's I still hate a fighting game. game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's still a fighting game. Yeah, I hate when they do that in fighting games. Why? It annoys me. Why, what's so annoying about it? Like, you could just not use it. I know. But it's still there. I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't reasonably, like, this isn't going to be a rational, this is purely heart and soul <laughs> of me saying I hate it when fighting games do that. Okay. That's fair. Well, the justice is going to do that, so watch out for it. I'm still going to play it, though. It's going to sneak up on you, Joe. Like, the characters sound like... I think they're going to have a interesting roster this time. Like, I know they're... Not that the last roster wasn't interesting, which I bought it and played for that, but it seems like they're going to have even more interesting characters this time around also. Word. Um, I know, real quick, uh, going back to... The Telltale Batman, like, it kind of looks like they might be doing uh, Dark City. That would be awesome. Dude, I love Dark City. Just based from, like, the cast list. But it could be. Because in Dark City, a lot of the stories take place after another story, right? Wait, are you talking about Dark City, like the OG, like with the- no the the Jeff Loeb sale? Dark Victory. Oh, Dark Victory, yeah, that's the one. Okay, oh. yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, Batman doesn't slit a baby's neck in that one. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but you might have the option to in a Telltale game. No, 
<laughs> no, not if you're doing Dark Victory. Oh, jeez. But yeah, no, Dark and Dark Victory would be, again, I mean, I think that that dovetails perfectly into the point Joe was making earlier, where it's like those particular arcs, because those are done by the same guys, it's like they they lend themselves to more of an adventure game gameplay style than what we, we typically have gotten in a Batman game. Yeah. Do you remember what Dark Victory takes place after? Um, Long Halloween, isn't it? Okay. Is, is it? No. Long? It's Catwoman when in Rome. Well, I think they're all in like a universe together, but... Okay. I don't know, for some yeah. reason, I felt like they were like they cut those storylines come one right after the other. Like, I know they didn't come out one right after the other, but yeah. But I yeah, I thought the like it almost picks up where the other ones leave off. But I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've read them, so. I mean, they could do Catwoman Money Room too while they're at it. Yeah. Um. And look, going by. Well, no, no, I guess not. I was going to say, going by that cast list, you could also kind of do like a Batman Year One type deal, but actually, Vicky, yeah. Vale, Vicky Vale wasn't in Batman Year One, though. No, but but again, that Dark Victory is kind of set like a short time after that, too. That's true. Like, except for the, yeah. There's just some things that don't, like, quite go in it, but they're, I know Jeff Loeb wanted it to be kind of in that, like, chronology. Yeah. I should also mention while we're talking about Telltale again, uh, of course, and which is not a, a big, a big uh, surprise to anybody, but they're supposed to be coming out with a, a season three of Walking Dead, the, the Walking Dead. Yes. So yes. that's supposed that's supposed yes. to happen. Oh um, man, the Walking Dead is so good. It it like, is a good game, man. And um, I don't know why you won't play it. It's it's not it, even that scary. It's it's just time. <laughs> it's just time, and you know, it it can be tense. It, the tenseness only lasts like a moment. Hey hey, and then it's over. You don't know how. Not, it, not if you're stuck on the level. You don't know how much how long the tenseness lasts for me. Okay, you don't know you don't know what my sleep's like. Okay, how about you worry about your tenseness level, and I worry about my tenseness level. Um, also, too, oh, there's man. a rumor that Telltale is supposed to be making an Avengers game as well. Oh, that's yes. not good. In what universe? A Joe. Like, you're asking, this like, a it's a rumor. It's a rumor. No one knows. No one knows if it's, like, we don't know if it's Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers. We don't know if it's Lego Avengers. We don't know if it's friggin' the, the comic or them just drawing inspiration from all three, we don't know. Or just contest of champions. Right. <laughs> That's true. Which is an amazing book. You guys should be reading Contest of Champions. If you like Marvel characters. I would like to. You should read Contest of Champions. I'm actually planning to start within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll so. talk about my uh my impressions of it once that happens on the show. So you guys can look forward to that. Word. The audience I'm talking to. I mean, you should be looking forward to it, too. Because looking forward to whenever Joe reads a comic, period. 
Hey, I just read Teen Titans number six again. <laughs> but you didn't read Preacher? Like, I put it in your bookmarks and everything. Everything, Joe. I don't have internet, so it's hard for me to read stuff. I didn't even delete your X, your X videos bookmark. Uh, yeah, my, man, X videos. Which, since we're talking about X videos, if anyone has a chance to look to go there, check out the motherfuckers. Um, it's what are you talking about? The motherfuckers. Basically, uh, there was a pilot for Nicktoons, or for Nickelodeon, called The Modifiers. Well, Nickelodeon turned it down, so that team made a porn parody called The Modifuckers. So you should definitely check it out. It's got cartoon fucking, like, I don't know, uh, I shouldn't have to say anything else. Check it out. Check out the modifiers pilot too. It's actually pretty good, if you can find it, which is, shouldn't be hard. A lot of people love it. So, there's also a rumor that that well, I guess it's just like there's a rumor that the team that made um oh damn it, what's that Batman game called um. Arkham Knight? Arkham City? Um, you know... The Nintendo Batman? What, what was the one that was... Arkham... Yeah, wait, Arkham Knight was... Which is the one that Rocksteady didn't make? Uh, Arkham Ar- Knight. Oh. No, uh, Arkham Knight was the one they made, right? Was it the no, one? Arkham City. Yeah, they made the two Arkham's before Arkham Knight. But there's four. There's Arkham Origins is the one that they didn't make. Okay. Yeah, because Arkham Knight was the last one that they did make. And then, yeah, in between Arkham City and Arkham Knight was Arkham Origins. The team that made Arkham Origins might be making a Damian Wayne game. Dude, they fucked up Origins. Why are they giving them Damian Wayne? Who is super hard to do well. Like, that, Damian Wayne is not an easy character to make readable or watchable. I mean, that's all about writing, though. I mean, I doubt he's very m- more playable than he is watchable or readable. Why not? They already have games like templates for Robins. It's like you just kind of figure out, well, what is it that makes that sets Damien apart from all the other, like, Nightwing and Robin characters that we've seen so far? He's an antisocial sociopath. There you go. See? Kills people. You, do, you guys did the work for them. So, yeah, they might be making a Damien Wayne game. You know what I would like to read? A Damien Wayne redhead crossover. Or, like, a team-up book. That's fair. But the reason why Rocksteady's not making it is because Rocksteady might be making a Superman game. That's going to be great. Do we need another Superman game? It's been a while since we had one. 
probably not since Superman Returns, right? Yeah, I thought that was it. I thought we were done with Superman games after that. I mean, Super... The, the I thought that was the end of it. I thought we were like, you know what? This is the pinnacle. Uh, let's just stop. There was a lot of good concepts in that last Superman game. Right, which is why they should have stopped. But they didn't come to fruition. Which is why they should have stopped. Well, you think like Metropolis and Island... No. Yeah. Metropolis is an island, and your health bar is the morale of the city. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah, for for this this uh, Snyderverse, it would work kind of right. Like you're always at a disadvantage. Wait, in the Snyderverse, what? You're always. It's like it would, the health bar would be like with the handicap all the way up, like hard mode. Because the morale of the city is all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's like you only make two mistakes and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like we have no faith in you, Soups. They don't even call you Soups. They're like Superman. You sack of shit. <laughs> now, if you want a game that's perfect for Telltales, it's a Superman game. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to worry about the health bar robots killing Superman thing. It's like it would be all about the story mm. and the th and the decisions, like who to save, who to let live, or you know. Yeah, like man, dude, I'm already like, I want to play this game. The Superman Telltale game. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm actually. That doesn't happen. That's not happened exciting. yet. <laughs> I'm kind gotcha. of excited about that. He's like, bump that Rocksteady game. <laughs> It's like, when's Rocksteady ever made a good game about superheroes? I mean, what if they did? They're going to be Superman sneaking around? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is Rocksteady got to be a one-trick pony? Why can't they... I mean, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, little did you know, that's going to be their first action game. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's Can like... Just imagine Superman, like, crawling on the banister, like, dropping... This fool's just, like, <laughs> sit, sitting on the gargoyle. With his, with his friggin', his like, hand what, between what his legs. Do, like, I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying prove to me they can. I, I mean, I guess my thought is, like, I know that they're known primarily for their Arkham games, but I guess my, my thought is, like, it's not like they're like, oh, well, this is us playing to our strength. It was more like they were like, well, let's make, let's craft a Batman game, and that's the Batman. That's the game they made. So that's that's how, uh, like that was them make making a game crafted around a particular character. Right. And so, so my thought, my thought is, they can probably do that again for a different character if they want to, or at least I guess I have the faith in them. Like I don't feel like every game they make is gonna be like Arkham's the Arkham series. Like, the Arkham series is the Arkham series because they made a, a game surrounded by Batman. So, if you're, if you're going to make a game about, if they decide to make a game about Superman, it's, it's going to be different than that. And they'll, you know, they understand those characters are different, I would think. But that might no, be I'm, me putting, you know, putting faith in them. They should just switch. Switch like, what? Telltale should give Rocksteady the Batman game and 
and Rocksteady game. Telltale's a Superman game. Rocksteady's already made the Batman games. And they can make another one. <laughs> I mean, they have the formula. Just take out all the fucking Batmobile shit from the last game. Well, they're gonna put that in Superman. <laughs> I don't think they'll do that. Like, it'll just be Superman floating. <laughs> um, I, look, I'm just... We, we've played... I don't know. Superman in video games doesn't work for me. It's, it's definitely it, tougher. I guess. Yeah. It, so, it's, it's a little strange, but... I mean... I'm willing to talk shit about it without playing it. <laughs> I guess... When you, like, my thought is, think about what we thought about what Batman video games were like before Arkham. It's like, I feel like that's the same spot Superman games are in. And it's not like we didn't play Batman games we liked. They just don't necessarily feel like Batman. Like, this I think I liked game. a lot of the Batman games I played. You might have liked them, but did it feel like Batman? Yeah. Which, which no. ones? Well, the um the first animated series one? Yeah, that one I don't I don't know. People agree that one felt like Batman, but the Super Nintendo Batman didn't. No. It's a great game. Like, that was Ninja Gaiden. Right. With Batman right. skinned over it. But it's an awesome game. No, but that works. Ninja Gaiden's awesome. Yeah, but it's just not it didn't feel like Batman much. It's yeah. And, you know, I mean, yeah, the Batman animated series game is is a cool game, but the Batman animated series game is basically just a beat 'em up and, and some driving parts. And wasn't wasn't uh, what you call it? Just that too? No, the Arkham games. No, the Super uh, Super Nintendo one. Oh, the the Super Nintendo one was even more of just a beat 'em up. It's like a side scrolling beat 'em up. What's wrong with that? It was platformy. Oh, you're right. It does have a lot of platforming elements to it. Yeah, too. and the there there was the one. Which one was the first? Let me see here. I have it in that. The first Batman animated game was. It wasn't the one for Sega CD, was it? I don't think so. I think it was. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's that's Arkham. Yeah, that's Arkham Knight. How's it it's like nice? you you fight, you investigate shit, and you jump in the car and drive. You investigate stuff in that game. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't think there's any investigation. I don't think I, that there's. I, I investigated why I played it so long. I don't <laughs> think that there's any gadgets in it outside of a batarang. Think you use a grappling hook too? Oh, okay. I'm not sure that... I mean, I guess there is some driving. I don't remember the driving, but I'll take your guys' word for it. Then there's, like, the Adventures of Batman and Robin game. The the one, the rise of some Japanese guy. It's like, to me, it kind of feels like there's not necessarily a lot of difference between, like, those Batman that Batman game and, like, let's say the... Uh, Oh, Batman Vengeance—that's the one that was really good. The the game. What was the Justice League game called? Oh, that was that was good. That was really good. Yeah, it's, it's a fun League Heroes. Justice League Heroes, right? It's a fun game, but at the same time, though, it's not like it necessarily 
highlights the things that make those heroes like No, it does. It doesn't really. Like they have powers or like special powers or whatever, special moves. I know, I can't imagine Zatanna being done better. Joe. <laughs> There's no way that you could imagine Zatanna being done better if someone decided to make a game specifically about Zatanna. Well, yeah, I mean, if they did that. Okay, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's a it's a good game for what it is. No one's not, I'm not knocking it. What I'm saying is Justice League Heroes has to, it, it has to take into account the fact that we need all these heroes to exist in this same game. You could basically take everything from Justice League Heroes and put it in any of those Batman animated series games. Dude, that would, no. A Zatanna Telltale's game? <laughs> Fuck. Joe, Joe just wants every. Amazing. Telltale should make every property Joe likes. I guess that's. I mean, ask, look, if you were to well, play yeah. the, the Wolf Among Us, you would say that too. Rocksteady should do the Teen Titans game. Okay. So, see, Telltale's isn't everything. <laughs> yeah. But I guess my. Again, like, I'm just saying, I feel like. What Rocksteady did for Batman was figure out a style of gameplay that worked specifically for that character. And that's how come we kind of feel like the Arkham games are like the definitive Batman video game experience, at least thus far. Maybe maybe once Telltale comes out with their Batman game, we'll be like, this is the definitive Batman experience. I don't know. But like, do you see a big difference between like the Nolan vs. Batman movie games? And the Arkham games? Uh, uh, I only remember, like, they, they came out with a, bat, a Nolan vs. Batman game when the first one came out with, with Begins, right? I think with the second one, too. Oh. The, I only remember the first one, and I would say yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that there, the, those games were trying harder to, like, incorporate the full kind of breath of what Batman does, but I don't think they... I, I, I feel like there is definitely a, a substantive difference between the two types of games, and even the things that are alike, I feel like Rocksteady did them better. Because that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like mm -hmm. the, the, only thing mm -hmm. the only thing that... Um, like, the, the if I remember right, the Nolan versus Batman games had, like, the fear meter, right? And, like... Yeah. And yeah. the yeah, those the characters would get like more scared or whatnot, and that was like something you kind of had to try to build up. And it's like I feel like uh, the rock, the Arkham games, they don't have the fear meter, but they kind of do that same thing on a more organic, in a more organic kind of way. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm <laughs> is is Mo actually agreeing with me, or is he being condescending? What's happening? Uh, both. Both guys. I think he's not even listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that. Thank you. I, I've been working on that for a week. Um, kind of sound interested, but disinterested and condescending at the same time. <laughs> well, mission accomplished, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I have no. It's for when I don't have an argument. Got you know, it. Like, because honestly, I didn't play. I only played Arkham Asylum. Like forty-five minutes. Really? And that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's dude. It's actually a really good game. Yeah. See, that's 
That's like Which, you're you're pulling like a wolf among us. City <laughs> are both pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I was doing the same thing over and over for forty-five minutes, and I got bored. In the Arkham Asylum game. Yeah, like I just Kinda, yeah. it was sneaking around, jumping down and kicking dudes, hiding again, kicking a bunch of other dudes, and then a boss fight. Okay, I mean, I I I think that the gameplay does expand to more than that personally, but you know, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, but I guess I have a different, I know one thing that a lot of gamers like to talk about is how gameplay becomes repetitive. And for me, I'm just like, I don't know any game where the gameplay is not repetitive. Like, no, I know. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. Hold on, let me check here. Because I mean, you're talking about a program and it it has it has limits. Like there's only so much you can do in it, and yeah. so. I don't know. We've we've heard or I've heard about this. I know. I mentioned last week the show extra credits, and they talk about that. And they actually so uh, so like will mention games where they don't have repetitive gameplay. Like what? I don't know. I wasn't interested in those games. So I didn't <laughs> commit them to memory. That's fair. But they meant they mentioned the repetitiveness. They mentioned Skinner boxes. The uh, programmers used to keep us playing. Uh, they mentioned I know Daniel Floyd, the host, talks about uh, JRPGs back in the day. How menu-based combat isn't compelling, and the only reason he was doing it is for the story. Um, and they actually go into like some of that stuff where uh, making gameplay not repetitive and making or at least making it fun enough so that it's the engaging part of the ge- of the game and the, with the story being secondary okay I mean you know I don't know I just I know any game I can think of the gameplay is repetitive at one point or another it's just a matter of do you like it or not? You know, like, yeah. like I like God of War. I like. I think it's an amazing series. The gameplay doesn't switch up much. It's like Daniel said, the third one's not as good. I, 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 not as good as what the first one? The first two. I don't know. I mean, God of War three got a lot, caught a lot of flack. I, I personally enjoyed it, so I don't know. I, I don't know that it's. I don't know what. Speaking of it in terms of being a Greek tragedy. Oh well, I I don't know. I mean, I I know what the elements of Greek tragedy are, and I guess technically God of War may not fit that as good as definitely. Well, one and two do. Well, but then the guy that was doing it left, and then God of War three was a new guy who didn't get it. Okay, this is what I heard. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I could see God of War one definitely falling that motif more so by far, but. The fact is, it's just like the gameplay, like they add new elements, and that's what that's what games do, like they add additional elements, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you're still like going to be pushing buttons to do particular commands, and those are finite, and it's like, you know, like a game's not going to add new elements every however many seconds of gameplay, or not even necessarily every level. It's like at some point you're just doing what you you know everything you can do, and that's it. 
And so, you know, but, but realistically, like, I, I know personally my favorite video game is Pac-Man, well, Miss Pac-Man, or maybe Pac-Man Championship Edition, but Pac-Man in general. What I'm saying to you is it's not like there's a whole bunch of new gameplay happening in Pac-Man. It's like you're doing the same thing. And, and, and it's like whether you're talking – whichever version of Pac-Man you choose, it's like even Championship Edition, which did add new elements to the game, but it's like at the end of the day, you're moving around mazes, eating dots and ghosts. Quick side note, um, I actually just watched a video about Pac-Man, and, you know, the names of the ghosts were uh, changed when they came over to the American version. Uh-huh. And it's interesting, in the Japanese version, the names are actually descriptions of how they act. Oh, okay. So it actually helps you, knowing the name of the ghost, helps right. you know what they're going to do. How, what, yeah, what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So That's cool. We've we should get we that. lost out. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the names? I know the names, but I don't know that the names like I don't know what action each ghost does because I guess. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like Joe just watched the video. Like, does he know? Can he tell us? No, I don't remember. They're in Japanese, though, right? Uh, what no, about, but what they do, say, he can translate to English. Yeah, the YouTube site uh, channel that I, I explained what each of the names was and how it relates to what they do. Like, I think the red one basically is the smartest and will actively try to trap you. And one of them, I think the orange one is random. So it may or may not. Yeah, that one is random. And the other ones are, I don't remember off the top of my head. Cool. But, uh, you know, if you check out, uh, I've been plugging a lot of YouTube sites lately. Yeah, for someone without internet, like. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm gonna stop plugging sites. He's like Joe. I mean, he's like Larry, with fables. Or Moses with Arkham Arkham Asylum. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I actually have Arkham City right here, so See? I might pop it in after. I'm actually. See what y'all talk about. I'm actually in a kind of weird predicament right now which I'm not going to go into because our listeners don't deserve to know that much about me. Oh, it's okay. I can edit it out. But, uh... <laughs> okay. No, yeah. no, don't no, go to I'll it. I'll talk too. about it after the show. <laughs> how do you know I wasn't going to edit it out? <laughs> after we stop recording, I will let you know what's going on. <laughs> what's going on? But, uh... Yeah, these people, they're not worth it. I'm going to edit that, that out. In a bad way. Like, I, I love my <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, it's too late, Joe. The only way you can take that is in a bad way. You're not worth no, it. I, I love our listeners. I think they're amazing. Um, I know some of them personally. And even though they're prudish <laughs> and hate differing opinions, I think Derek H. is a good guy. <laughs> Um, you know, I think Tiger Claw is a little hyperactive, but I know people that are worse than him. So, like, people that really don't stop talking. Oscor. Yeah. When are we going to get a good Green Lantern game? What was wrong with the last... I can't go on with that sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last one was a valiant effort. 
They tried, I think. Like, I can't. It's hard to knock them. It's, it, it's just it, it, it was brought out in, during a time where it was like everything Green Lantern, other than the comic book, was not hidden. I feel like even the toys the movie, were a little off. The movie wasn't as bad as people think. I kind of like the movie. <sighs> Me too. The movie is not. Uh, like, what I hated about the movie is what, hate, what I hated about the comics. Which was Parallax being like a giant bug. I mean, Parallax at a certain point does become like an energy monster thing. Like, it's just what. That's what it's like in the comics. Well, that's when they that's when they shifted over from the evil Hal Jordan parallax parallax to, hey, we have these entities and the yellow one just has yeah, to be named. But that's what I hate. Like, but the 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 entities are kind of cool. Then why are they all dead except for Parallax? I I, don't, I mean because of the course of the story, I guess I don't know. It's like I, like they're not like I'm I don't, I'm not saying that they need to be there. All the time, every time, or anything like that. But it's kind of like how you have the the cosmic entities in Marvel, and it's like sometimes but they're the, there and sometimes yeah. They're and if if Eternity showed up in a movie, it would look or act like how Parallax showed up in a Green Lantern movie well, or in comics for that matter. That's the true. entities were only ever good when they were possessing another Lantern. And even then, I mean, Sinestro, Parallax, Sinestro was. Just more sinestro. That's true. You know, yeah, Ion like, was was the only the only thing that was kind of compelling, and obviously the original Hal Jordan Parallax, which you kind of have to assume is the bug now. That's the problem. You think if they if they were gonna do Parallax in the movie, it should have been possessing not a guardian but another lantern, preferably Hal Jordan. So or that, just that's picking more, that's, somebody like that—that's more of a sequel move. I mean, the first yeah. villain should have just been Big Head Guy. But if he's Big Head Guy, they don't need the whole space police force. No, but you can have it. How uh, Jordan has like, to do his training, but his his home planet—it's like trying to teach how Jordan yeah. Earth is not his only, you know, place, and him kind of rebelling and being like, "Look, this is all I care about." I wouldn't even I have think, done that. I would have had him fight Big Head, and then at the end, the big reveal is that he was recruited into a police force. And then the sequel is all the big, like, galactic uh, Green Lantern stuff. Yeah. That, that's, like, that was the flaw of that movie. It should have been either all on Earth or all in space. I disagree. Well, you're, you're wrong, Joe. Your opinion, broken. No, you're also pissed drunk. <laughs> I, I am not pissed drunk. I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> I'm a little buzzed, but I'm not pissed drunk. Like, I, I've still got good ideas. <laughs> so Usually but, the best ideas come when you're drunk. So say the odds. Tell that to my parole officer. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be nice to get a, a good Green Lantern game. And I understand why that's hard i mean you know but i guess i mean would you guys say that dc universe um, online yeah that's has so like fine. has some decent enough green that's good everybody honestly that is probably the best green lantern game you're gonna get 
<laughs> you're, you're like, they reached the peak with DC Universe Online, the end. I mean, the powers are creative. Um, they do a good job of showcasing. I know their basic is white, uh, light, which is separated <laughs> into green and yellow. Both uh, your constructs from each, uh, from green and yellow, both match, like, what they're trying to do. Like, the creativity. Um, so, yeah, I think... That like, probably is your best lantern game. How uh, even the rage powers aren't the rage powers aren't great, but they're decent enough. How cool would it be if you had a, a action like a third person action Green Lantern game that had like say for instance uses like the same kind of uh, technology that you have from like the Scribble Knots game? And combine that with like procedural uh, generation, like so, like so a Telltale game with scribble knots elements. No, no, to it, no. it sounds way too complicated, but the execution might work. Well, what what I'm saying is, it's like I mean I don't know. Obviously, you know I understand like when you procedurally generate things in video games, it randomizes them. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, which is a technology that exists that works. We've seen that in things like Aliens or with, like, the different levels that you get in games like um, XCOM 2 or, or like, there's a lot Diablo. of... Diablo. Diablo, right. Oh, so, you know, so you're not playing the same maps all the time or whatever. Right. The so, item world in Disgaea. Uh, right. So you take that technology, which already exists, you put it with the technology for Scribble Knots where they're, like, Everything you can basically spell, they can make into. They bring that into the game world. But you're like, like, I've it, never played Scribble Knots. Uh -huh. All I've seen are demos, and the demos are like they're built to work. So I hear you. I, like I've all the random shit they talk about is obviously pre-programmed in. Okay. Because they do the same demo like two or three times. I've I've played Scribble Knots. I've played both the original and I played like the DC one. And you'd be surprised how far you can go with some of this stuff, or when you can put you it. Make a dildo. I I I didn't try that, Joe, because you know I don't know what to tell you. Like that's not where my mind goes. You don't know how to spell it. <laughs> I, I know how to spell dildo. I just don't think to put it into a video game when I'm playing a video game. But you know, it's like you you'd be surprised. Like that's what I would be surprised if you could put in a dildo, but. I, and who knows? Maybe you can, and maybe it'll show up. I didn't do it. What I'm saying to you is this. If you can put in whatever or a lot of different things you can imagine. Did you into, put in wine glass? I did not put in wine glass, but. What, what did you put? Like, give us some examples. What did you put in? Like things like, um, I think I did like springboard. Pedestrian. I did. Why is springboard pedestrian? Because everyone wants springboards. What? <laughs> okay, or like friggin' um, barrel. No, um, forklift. Pedestrian. Oh, okay, Joe. Well, listen, if you're gonna say everything that I'm gonna say is pedestrian, then there's no. You should actually to... try pedestrian. Uh, that would be interesting. Say something that you're not gonna think of off the top of your head. Like these are things I've... I think. I think if you put dildo, I'll have it appears. <laughs> uh, also, with the thing with the okay, with the DC game, with the D with the DC game, they're like 
little known like characters that you could kind of put in there and they show up because you know and I'll, i understand that that's definitely hard or easier to do because there's a finite number of characters and like all you book right exactly you know it's like all you gotta do is just decide that, okay well, we're gonna put them all in there you know but my the point i'm trying to make is this if you combine those two technologies now you're getting a green lantern that potentially in at least if they can combine which you know again i'm oh, no i see what you're you, saying you can get a ring that is doing random stuff instead of you doing like the same like six or ten friggin things coming out your ring every time i get what you're trying to say and that by itself would make an awesome addition to a green lantern game where you're like wow like i messed around and i pushed my button to use my ring and you know i mean yeah of course you're still going to get the things that you would normally see like you know i mean like like you're basically saying you would have moves that do a certain thing but they would re be represented differently each time you do it right and that would be kind of fresh in the gameplay and it would work with what you're talking about with the character because you're like wow you know these guys are imaginative and you can even like cordon them off like you can have a whole bunch of stuff and say like hey it's gonna be gen randomly generated but these like things are going to be things that are normally more associated with Hal Jordan. Like, you give them a higher thing for them to show up for Hal, and these are more higher things that show up for Jon Stewart. These are higher things that would show up for Kyle Rayner. Like, that would be, in and of itself, a, a step forward in a Green Lantern game. And that would make people, I think, be like, man, this like it's not even that big of a deal technologically, like, as far as the gameplay-wise, because you could make a, a regular beat-em-up game with Green Lantern and do that one thing and people be like, this is the best Green Lantern game we've ever had because all the rest of them are only so good. But at the same time, there might be more that you could even do if you just take the time to like, you know, I mean, that's just an idea I had off the top of my head when we're just talking about Green Lantern games. But at the same time, I think the DC Universe does, even though it's the same thing every time, they're interesting enough that it feels like you're a Green Lantern or Yellow Lantern. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, also, too, I, mean, I just like, I feel like Green Lantern has a lot of stories that are untapped. It's like, you know, there's a lot of, like, because you have games and characters like Batman and Superman that are popular, I feel like a lot of those stories we've seen in places. But Green Lantern stories, they're kind of like, you, you only kind of get them on the edges of things. Yeah, so. it sucks that that cartoon was canceled. Yeah. But that was actually, <laughs> ended up being really good. I did see they... Like, it had a bad start, but... Yeah. I did see they put Atrocitus in, in Justice 2, though. Oh, nice. So that's kind of cool. Like, that's a different kind of gameplay. Man. Okay. Yeah. So what's uh, next? Um, Oz, you've been reading, or you read the the last issue of a uh, Green Lantern, Edge of Oblivion, or what is Green Lantern Core Edge of Oblivion, right? Oz is dead. Well, until his rebirth, let's talk about oh. Wonder Woman rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, Skype's acting up a little bit. That's the problem. Yes, guys, for sure. Yeah. Well, you, look, I love how you guys said oh. that. 
like you guys you guys obviously didn't hear the last thing I or the last couple things I was saying, right? <laughs> I heard it. I mean I wasn't listening but I heard <laughs> So Jade just made uh a wonderfully pedestrian segue into <laughs> Wonder Woman Rebirth <laughs> which I know uh I got the chance to read and Joe read it. You guys, have you guys got a chance to read Wonder Woman Rebirth? No, yeah. I just got it. And you said you said no too, right, Mo? Right. Yeah, that's uh, who is that? It's Greg Rucka and who? Jay? Who's the uh, Liam Sharp? Liam Sharp. Even though I feel well, like Clark is involved too. I feel like there's yeah there's there's multiple artists for this first issue. Greg um, Rucka writer Matthew Clark. Uh, pencils, Sean Parsons, inks, Liam Sharp, artist, Sheldon Cooper, uh, Jeremy Colwell and Laura Martin, colors, Jody Wayne, letters, Liam Sharp and Laura Martin, cover, Stanley Art Germ Lau, variant cover, and Word. then you get Dave. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm about to fuck up your last name. Wild Goose and Chris Conroy and Mark Doyle as editors. Okay, we're good, Jack. <laughs> I want you to read the printed in Canada. <laughs> well, no. The next thing is just the creator of Wonder Woman. Got it. Which is William Malton Marston. Indeed. Special thanks to Par Paulo Sequera. What what did you think of Wonder Woman Rebirth, Jay? I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. Um, you know, a lot of us, and I say a lot of us, but I'm really talking about my personal experience. Um, Wonder Woman's origin changes, and this is book is all about her origin not being consistent. And I she's got a brother now, right? Yeah. Which she's had before, but, you know, it changes depending on who's writing it. And I thought that was interesting. They were took the approach like, yeah, we've got a bunch of different origins. So, yeah, we have a bunch of different origins. But the whole book. Are feminists mad that she had a brother? Probably. I haven't been online to check yet. Why would feminists be mad she has a brother? Feminists hate men. No, they find everything. A lot of feminists hate men, and I'm making a broad generalizing statement. Yeah. As About broad? As uh, feminists often want to do. But, uh, but I don't, I mean. I, yeah, a lot of feminists just don't like men. I don't think uh, that's don't. true. Okay. I mean, I can. Should, we can go to the internet after the, our t recording, and I'll show you feminists that hate men. And yeah, I'll be able to show you a couple that don't, <laughs> but <laughs> the majority of them will hate men. Well, but, but but because you've seen a couple that do, and you know of a couple that don't, why does that translate to they all hate men or most of them hate men? No, most, most of the feminists men. have gone from. Equality between the sexes to dominance. The, what? I see. I say it because I watch a lot of feminist videos. Uh, it's something I'm into: feminism, anti-feminism, 
SJWs, anti-SJWs, and the majority of feminist videos out there do not like men. Whereas there are some that do like men, um, the majority don't. But, I mean, like, for instance, you were telling me about... Who, sugar tits? I, I don't know. You were telling me about a feminist today and saying that she was anti-man because she was saying, why not have oh, a woman on the cover of a, of a game? It's like, that's not anti-man. No, I was talking about Arnita Sarkeesian who did not like the fact that there was a Femme Shepard alternate version cover for Mass Effect 3. Right. And you're saying she should have been the main cover. Yeah, uh, she wanted her to be the main cover. Right, but that's not anti-man. That's just pro-woman. That's, right. you know, that's what the KKK says. They're not anti-black, they're pro-white. That's not what the KKK says. Yeah, that is what they, can, they say. Anita Sarkeesian really, am I the only one that, like, every, every time she talks, I feel like uh, like I did when Jack Thompson was on the on the scene? No, I... Except not violence this time, but um, feminism. No, I've watched pretty much all her videos. I've watched a lot of the videos on her channel that aren't done by her. And I will say, every once in a while, she does have valid points, but she... Her viewpoint is so skewed. So did Jack Thompson. Her viewpoint is so skewed, and her margin, the margin of what he looks, she looks at, is so narrow that it's hard to take her argument seriously. Um, even though she does bring up good points, the fact that she ignores when those points are done the way she would want them to be makes her argument feel. Like, it's really just for attention. The fact that she can't even admit when what she wants to be done is being done, it just feels hollow. I mean, whereas there are some people out there, and none I, of that what you said, even though I can understand why that would frustrate you, sounds like anti man. It just sounds like I'm giving you an out of context uh, summary of one of her viewpoints. Her, if you actually watched her in full, a lot of her, what she does, is anti-male. Okay, well, let's but, just go back to the original question. Why would feminists hate the fact that Wonder Woman has a brother? I know the answer was because they just hate men. And it's like, well, I don't. I, like, I don't feel that way, but again, I don't necessarily... Well, I don't know. I feel like I... One I of deal my favorite quotes right now from a feminist is that she says, and I can't remember her name at the moment, but she basically says that the male population should be brought down to and maintained at 10% of the population. Okay. She yeah, I actually saw a status update about somebody celebrating a miscarriage because it was a male. Like, that was a feminist? Yeah. Oh, like that, is, that sounds crazy. She is actively saying for the speaking for the elimination of men until they're brought down to 10% of the population like okay. you can't love men and no, no, I mean, have you, that opinion no I, I would agree and with you I'll tell you That's that is one of the more extreme of, of course it is because <laughs> right. most, some women most feminists just want to be treated equally right 
No. How do you know? I because he's a feminist. <laughs> All I know is what I've seen. So, but I'm saying I can say you feel like the majority of feminists are represented by what's on YouTube. Yes. Why? Why not? Because people on YouTube are trying to get views. Okay. It's like there's a person that's a part of a feminist group that's probably just doing like activist type stuff that's never been on YouTube and all that they're doing is probably like working, trying to work with lobbyists to get laws passed that make it so that women are in the same position that men are. And you've never heard of her. It's like why lump that person in with the person that's like 10% male population should be at 10%. If there's n if that person wasn't represented by someone else on YouTube, I would give you credence. Uh-huh. But the fact is there are some YouTube feminists who are are actually about equality. Okay. But it's not the majority on YouTube. Right. Right, but but YouTube's driven by views. Right. Like obviously the per the woman that says the male population should be brought down to 10% probably has had her video seen more times than, oh, she's hey. She's not a YouTuber. She's an actual, she's never been on YouTube. She's an actual feminist. Like, she's one of the never been she, on YouTube. She's the one Lars was talking about talking a minute about. ago. So did you see yeah. her on YouTube or not? No. Well, so where'd you see her? I haven't. I've heard her quotes. Like, she's an actual activist that is out there okay talking to the lobbyists about <laughs> we need to bring men down to 10 percent of the population and so she, like, she's she, talking to lawmakers she's never made a youtube video so she's talking i like i like how his, how his details changed once he right. added those things right so so she's talking she's talking to lawmakers in order to try to get uh get the the position brought into law that we should basically kill 90% of the men in the world, or in America. That's what she's trying to do? Well, the world. Oh, okay, the world. Joe, I mean, you're talking nonsense here. Like, it's, it's nonsense. I know. Like, feminists are nonsense. No, no, no. <laughs> you're nonsense. You're nonsense. No, no, like, no person <laughs> is taking that. Like, you're saying of the world. It's like America couldn't even do that if it wanted to. America can't eliminate 90% of the male population? Feminists just want yeah, to be started. heard. And so they say things in order to be heard. I'll, 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 look. What I'm, what I'm going to tell you is that <laughs> the videos I've watched, I obviously can't speak for people I haven't seen. And yes, YouTube is my sample size. Like I, I get it from YouTube. I've watched pro-feminism videos i've watched anti-feminism i'm not i'm not going out of my way to see the anti-feminist point of view like i do both how do you one how, of the re one of the me reasons how, how do you know you don't naturally have a, a bias everyone has a bias well but so how do you know you don't naturally have a bias towards anti-feminism or, or a bias towards feminists i mean i'm sorry I never said that I don't. Okay, so then you don't have to go out your way. You you just have a natural leaning. 
but what I'm saying is, I actually listen to the feminists. I I listen to the people. But do you listen or do you just hear? No, I honestly, honest to God, listen. Like one of the things I do is try to listen to both both viewpoints. Like I am all right now in this point in my life, which has been for the past year or so, is all about expanding my mindset. Okay. Like it's really about taking everything in. So how about this? Making decisions and allowing my decisions to change based on new information. Why do you think, without making a broad generalization, a feminist would have a problem with Wonder Woman having a brother? I think there are some feminists out there. Wait, you said without making a broad generalization? Yeah, like what would be, like say if you're talking about what would one feminist's argument be for why Wonder Woman shouldn't have a brother? It means she has a father. Why, why does that mean she has a father? Because that's the story, that she has a father. Look, where the original Wonder Woman was created from clay. So the original Wonder Woman is pure woman created in an island of all women, whereas the new Wonder Woman had to, you needed a man to be involved, and she wasn't even alone. There was another man in the womb with her. So now she's only, she, she's diminished now because there was a, a man in the same womb. So does it, does the, but the man is a god, right? Yes. I mean, would they that not care. affect Hercules? So, so I'm just I saying. I mean, I all they care about is there's a penis involved. <laughs> Even if it's not a human penis. why a feminist in particular would care about this because I, for one, I'm not a feminist. I'm an equitarian. Well, but but and I mean, how can you say that though? You can say you can't speak for why a particular feminist wouldn't, but you can speak. You can say all of them hate men or most of them hate men. It's no, like I can speak in general because generally I they have hate men. General knowledge of feminism, it, which which speak, includes man hate. I can't speak specifically about why a feminist, as I don't. No feminists like that, unless they <laughs> make a video saying why they don't like that Wonder Woman has a brother. I can't speak towards it. All I can do is speak towards what I've gleaned from listening to them. Okay, I mean, hey, okay, that's fair. I don't know. I just to me, it's like it doesn't I, make sense I'm not to a me. Feminist. I'm oh. not an anti-feminist. I'm Oz- not an SJW. I'm not an anti-SJW. I listen, or sometimes I agree with things, or sometimes I don't. And like I said, Anita Sarkeesian, even though it's hard to take her seriously, and and she's super condescending, uh, she does have some valid points. I think Daniel Floyd is a better role model for why, for diversity in games in general. So it would be nice if he would kind of step up and be that person uh, because I need he doesn't speak down to people and he actually has really great ideas about what's going on and what should be done so you want the role model for feminism to be a guy I want the role model for diversity to be a white male who gets (laughs) it why I've heard his views I think that he has an amazing grasp of what's wrong with our female characters in games 
I think he has good ideas on how to change them. I think he has interesting ideas of presenting females in games. I think he has a great understanding of what it's like. But you don't feel like you don't feel like there's a, actually a, a person that falls within a diverse category that could probably have all those same things you just listed. No, I don't know. Like you don't I, you don't know if that's possible. No, I don't know that person. Like it's definitely possible. Okay. But I have a lot of experience listening to Daniel Floyd, so <laughs> I know his a lot of his ideas align with mine. Sometimes they don't, but. I think he gets enough of it where I would be confident in having him be the spokesperson for diversity in gaming. Gotcha. And, I mean, everybody has said this, and it's not a unknown, but Anita Sarkeesian doesn't fucking play games. So I'm not saying we should totally fuck her opinion on gaming, but... Why are we even talking about Anita Sarkeesian? I would much rather hear game ab about how games should be diverse from someone that actually plays games. Okay. So I think the main thing to take away from Wonder Woman Rebirth is that the comic is about her exploring why her origins are so fractured. Like, it's literally... and Which may tie into, or I would say pretty much looks like it might tie into some of the, the concepts that got introduced in DC Universe Rebirth, where it's like Wonder Woman may be yet another victim of the, like, wh whoever Dr. it is. Dr. Manhattan? Yeah, who, whoever it is that's behind the scenes. That oh, so now Wonder Woman is a victim. Okay. I'm not saying she is a victim. She may have fallen. DC making more females into victims. Um, actually... <laughs> Don't be a victim. Be a victor. Actually, <laughs> the one thing that's book I heard does that somewhere. really well is portray her as a victor. Like, oh yeah, she. This book is amazing. First off, let me say, start by saying it's amazing. It's a good book. She completely takes everything that was her, that is her, and that will be her, and owns everything. She's like, you know what? What happened in the past and what happened in the future and what happens now, it's me. And I'm going to take control because I'm me. And it's if it's me, I'm going to be in control of me. And I think the this book does a great job of representing that. Yeah. And even though you don't get a lot of quote-unquote information from this book i mean you get a little bit of what the fractured history has been but i feel the main point of this book is that wonder woman is in charge of herself yeah like she is gonna be her because she is her and there's definitely a a back to basics kind of feel to it too where you know it's kind of like let me do the parts of me that I feel are truly who I am, I guess, you know, because it like with the different origins and all that kind of stuff, it kind of acknowledges that things have gotten a little convoluted 
And so you, you know that's another way it kind of parallels with with uh, DC uh, DC Universe Rebirth, where it's like you know let's strip away the stuff that you know made us less of what we were or what we're supposed to be. And so you know it's it's kind of it's pretty cool. Like I would definitely read uh, the next issue of this book. I don't I don't I know that it said. Um, Wonder Woman number one was coming out in two weeks. And then, like, this is going to be like a bi-monthly book. It's from what it's saying. That's one of the interesting things about this whole Rebirth thing. Uh The fact that they're doing bi-monthly books now. Yeah. Is really interesting to me. I mean, I know they looked at Marvel and saw the success Mm -hmm. of what they were doing. But it's still pretty interesting to me that they're going to copy that. And that I feel it actually could work for them. Like, I feel like this is going to work out really well for them. Yeah, it very well might. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why you have the two sets of of artists on this book. Because the this book's going bi-weekly, and, but it's having... Um, based, based on what it said in the, at, at the end of the book, it's having alternating storylines. And so, like, you're going to pick up from where this issue ends uh, in two weeks, and then the book that comes out two weeks later is going to be a year one story. And so, which uh, I'm assuming all written by Rucka, but, um, you know, I I guess technically I don't have any confirmation on that. (laughs) Speaking of, the art is pretty good. Yeah. Like, there were a couple pictures I didn't like. Panel. There were a couple panels I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, overall, it's pretty good. Bird. Um. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Wonder Woman. I, I I'll say that this is probably, um, like, I think I enjoyed this this book better than I did the the new 52 Wonder Woman number one. Well, obviously. Why obviously? Because you hate costume changes. New 52 Wonder Woman number one had a very traditional costume. Right. I don't, what? I don't understand, Joe. Like, what are you, what's the point you're making? Like, the, the costume in this book and the costume in New 52 are pretty similar. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> As you uh you got to read Green Lantern Core Oblivion or Edge of Oblivion the final chapter of that, right? Yep. What do you think of that? Um I really really liked it. It's a good way to end that story and uh bring them back to re- to the rebirth. <coughs> Um, but I just, I really like the, the style where most of it is narrated by Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. And it's him kind of leaving a message in case he doesn't survive. Mm. And it's just the way, like, he makes you care about Lantern's you've never heard about. You know, at one point he says, as so-and-so has three children um, waiting for him at home, and he gave his life to protect other people's children. And you kind of see the panel 
mm-hmm. where that's happening. And it's just like, whoa, I don't know who the fuck that is, but he's badass. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It, it, so like, it, it, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just say that storyline is um is pretty good. Like, it's been pretty good. And, you know, it's... um. I mean, obviously, it, it has to come to an end because it looks like, or at least based on what I saw in Green Lantern, it looks like they're, like, and, and what you've seen or what we've all seen in previews, like, how Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps are going to be getting back together, you know, however many of them actually make it, I guess. So, um, you know, we knew that was happening, but but this tale's actually been pretty compelling. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to take the lanterns out of, take all the lanterns out of the main DCU, put them in their own universe to give them an adventure that is great, and then at the end of it, they can come back. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I guess it's like they just needed to get rid of all those lanterns so they could tell whatever stories they were trying to tell, maybe. I don't know, or... Or maybe in the middle of all those other stories that are going on through the different the different you know year or so that the Green Lantern Corps has been gone, you know somebody was like, "Why wouldn't the Green Lantern Corps just show up?" And everybody's like, "You know what? Why wouldn't they show up? <laughs> we gotta toss them into a pocket universe." Like, okay, well, uh, they showed up at the uh, at the end of the Justice League book. That is true. That that in the yeah, in uh, yeah, in the Justice League book, you're right. Which is weird because it's one of those things where, because they've done so much to make sure that they weren't there, you kind of when they show up, you're kind of well. I know I was like, where when is this taking place? <laughs> like, you know, like because it's not so much like you know. See, that, that's why I hate when they have the same character in multiple books. Yeah, it's like. I feel like, I feel like, um, some other books like give you a little bit more wiggle room where you're just like, okay, could have been between this and this. Like, like I, I don't have a problem in other books with the Green Lantern joint. I was just like, I'm pretty sure the only ones here are like friggin' Cruz and Cruz. <laughs> it's like Cruz. Well, even even Cruz wasn't really a Green Lantern. That's true. Like I said, the ring she got is just some random ring from nobody. <laughs> random nobody ring. I like, if- when I saw her in the Green Lantern outfit, I was like, "Well, must have figured out some way to to change her ring into a real Green Lantern ring." But uh, nope. Nope. Yeah. Well, they'll have to answer for that at some point. And I, who knows? They probably will. If someone could come up with a good excuse. So. Cool. Anybody else got anything they want to talk about before we get out of here? I'll take that as a no. I mean, unless you want to talk about news. Uh, yeah. What What's happening in the news? Um. What's his name? Kenneth Choi. Uh, you might have recognized him as, I think, Jim Marita, if I remember the character right. In K 
Captain America First Avenger. Um, oh, yeah. He's one of the, the Holland Commandos. Indeed. The Asian. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, you should be, be proud of me. I didn't say the yellow. I, I'm not going to be proud of you for that. <laughs> You're supposed to, you dumb motherfucker. Sorry. Uh, well, he's going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming. How's that going to work? He's, he's, he's kind of like, like an old man. No, it's not gonna be. He's not gonna play the same character. But he's got to. That's Marvel's rule. If you play a character, you can't play another character. He could be. I, mean, I guess if they make him his own like grandson. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say he could. He could be his relative, like a distant relative. Uh, I don't know if that's name, name one character. Name one character where they use the actor for a different character. I think maybe Idris Elba counts, but also the guy, the fat Asgardian. Volstagg? Yeah, but they didn't, use the, yeah. they didn't use the same actor for a different character. They'll change character. They'll change the actor that plays a character, but they yeah. won't give the other actor a different part. Like, Terrence Howard won't come back and be another character. I believe that. I'm sure that that has nothing to do with policy as much as it has to do with Terrence Howard, though. Idris <laughs> Elba was in. Well, I guess those weren't Marvel movies, I guess. Because he was in the second Ghost Rider. No, yeah, those aren't Marvel movies. Like, because that, if that's the case, you could say, like, Chris Evans is as the Human Torch. Like, yeah. I was like, no, but I think he's talking about inside the MCU, which I think is true. Like, you're not. Yeah, I've be- heard. I've heard people discuss that. That's how they keep their continuities and all that. Yeah, I don't think you'll get cast as another character in the MCU. But, I, yeah, that very well could be the case. Like, maybe he'll be related or, like, the the grandson or the great-grandson of... I mean, this could be where they break from that rule. And, I, honestly, I wouldn't see that as a violation of the rule, honestly, because it's like... If he's playing a relative of himself, it's like, well, they should look alike, right? I mean, not identical. That's racist. That's that's not racist. That's that's saying like because they're Asian. I people see. No. people that are related sometimes look alike, and you know, don't get me wrong. You're right. Like I know, like I don't look like my grandpa or my great grandpa. Like I don't even look close to any of them. <laughs> but you know. It, it's but you could like I've met families where it's like you can see each of these people and they all look like friggin versions of each other like I got my, my uh, friends of mine the Larsons the Larsons look like friggin like a cloning machine and it's just it is what it is like that's how that's how they like their their dad looks like an older version of them. Their grandpa looks like no. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I live among inbred motherfuckers too. <laughs> I'm not saying they're inbred. I'm saying they got strong genes. Like their genes mess around and make like people that come from them look like them. That's all. I'm not saying they're inbred. <laughs> That's not right. The reason I brought it up wasn't so much about him being into movies, more of like they probably are never going to do anything with the Helen Commandos. 
anymore. Um, if he just got a job doing something else for them, you know? Oh, I, oh, I see what you're saying. But, I mean, when you say not do anything with the Helen Commandos anymore, do you mean, like, you'll, we're not going to see them again ever? Or do you mean that not you're not going to see them in, like, the modern age or the modern day version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, uh, I guess I shouldn't be subtle, but, you know, if you were a fan of Agent Carter, like, they showed them in Agent Carter. Yeah, I know, but Agent Carter got canceled. Did it? I don't know if it did or so now they could, It did. Yeah. So now they can do a Highland Commandos TV show. Same time period and everything. No, nah, probably not. I, I think they're not going to use him in anything anymore. So it frees up that guy to do, you know, to look for work. Okay. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I wonder who he'll end up playing and if it'll be of importance. Um, what else we got going on news-wise? I feel like I saw something not that long ago. Exactly. Hello to puppies. We talked about Batman already from Telltale. Um, I saw some of the pictures. Yeah. They look good. Um, there were some set pictures released from the Wolverine 3 movie. Uh-huh. And they're speculating whether a little girl with a bullet hole in her, like, rib cage is X-23. Is X-23? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Do we, do we want X-23 in, in the Batman movie? Not in the Batman movie. I mean, in the Wolverine movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we want X-23? You know, uh... I, I knew what you meant, but I wanted to make you feel stupid. <laughs> um, it helps me feel superior. <laughs> um, no, I mean, a cameo would be, like, okay, but if she's just crowbarred in, like, what's the fucking point, you know? Like, is it a... Like, w- is it? Would you? Would it be a good thing if they passed the torch? And like now you have. Well, she's like a little ass girl. She's so, she's like a little girl. You said. Yeah, like seven or eight. Okay. In those pictures. But then you know, and then in the next movie she's like nineteen or something. Well, if you're not gonna like show us the actor, actress rather, and getting us used to her. There's no point in passing the torch to a little tiny girl or a character like that. Like, just make a good last movie, and then if you want to bring another chick in another movie, bring her in another movie. Oh, that's what you're saying. Like, like if you really want to pass the torch, she should be a prostitute. What? What are you talking about, Joe? What? He's drunk. X-23 started out as a prostitute in uh, NYX. That was her first appearance. 
Oh, because it, it goes back to the regular size? Yeah. What? What is... X-23, her first comic book appearance no, was in NYX. No, I understand that. And I said she was a... Okay, but why, why, if that's her first appearance, does she have to be a prostitute in the movie? Well, it would be nice to have some comic book continuity. And that's where he goes for that. I'm just saying, like, why, why can't you just skip over the fact that she was a prostitute? Like, I don't understand what makes it relevant. I think... Nothing other than Joe wants to see it. I think that scene... Like, I think if you replace the NYX team with Wolverine coming in to find a dead guy with a X-23 prostitute that didn't kill the dead guy and him taking her under his wing from there is a good story. But that's where, you, like, that's where your argument's flawed with comic book continuity. Like... Wolverine takes in every other teenage girl except his own, like, flesh and blood. <laughs> well, wait, she's a clone, though, right? I mean, that's not... That's, it, it's so like... I, I look at that picture and at those pictures, and are you sure that's the next Wolverine movie? Because it looks like the next Olympus has fallen. <laughs> Is he in Olympus has fallen? Yes. No. No. Oh, that's the other guy. Hawkeye. Uh, no, it's Gerard Butler. 300, Leonidas. Gerard Butler's in the Olympus well, he Fallen? He doesn't have his uh, his Wolverine hair, so you can't guy. just assume that's Wolverine pictures. Look, these are clearly production pictures in between shots. Like that little girl with the bullet hole could be somebody that just got, was like, you know, caught in the crossfire. Like, I don't think we really would have Beats Headset or a full beard like that. Myself. But, I mean, I'm not going to nitpick. I'm just telling you what this article says. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Okay. I don't know if we'll get an X-23 movie or not, but I don't I know. I think we're closer than you think. I don't think that little girl is X-23. That might be the case. That'd be better if she wasn't. <laughs> so she's just a shot little girl. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh. you know, he's like, if, you haven't seen the pictures, right, Larry? I have not. I can look at it, though. If you look at it, like, there's a guy applying or taking away makeup or something to Hugh Jackman. The little girl is walking. There's a bunch of people in the background, like, just staring. And then, like, Hugh Jackman has his phone in his hand and some Beats headsets with a microphone. Like, it's clearly in between shots, and he's, like, talking to his wife or something. Like, in between shots, you know? Yeah. It's not like a scene from the movie. Gotcha. And then the other picture is just him opening up a car hood, which has nothing to do with, like, any, almost, I mean, nothing that I can know of. And then that little girl looks 
I mean, she just has a bullet hole in her in her hand and her rib cage. Okay. Um, I'm looking at an article here, which I I haven't seen. Okay, I'm looking at the photos now. Um, but they're saying that uh, a casting a casting call went out for Caucasian, Hispanic, and Asian women over the age of 21 who are between four and four eleven in height, size zero to four with dark brown hair for stand-in roles. And they're saying that people are thinking that it's going to be X-23, but they they said that the character description says it's a character named Zoe. That's supposed to be between 12 and 15 years of age. So, I don't know, but that could just be one of those things where they don't they try to hold it for a reveal, too. That happens sometimes. Yeah. A small screen adaptation of Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Mendes' Scarlet is being developed for Cinemax. Indeed. The creator series is published under Marvel's Icon imprint. That published used loosely here, I bet. Uh, follows the adventures of a young Portland woman named Scarlet Rue who rebels, rebels against the corrupt society and ends up starting a new American revolution in the process. Like Deadpool, the character often breaks the fourth wall. Am I the only one here watching Powers? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Bendis himself be. made the announcement at the ATX television festival in Austin, where he had his, this to say about the controversial series. Is there controversy with the series? I don't think so. I mean, just that it never comes out, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there was controversy, a, a small amount of controversy back when Occupy started because the book came out and then the stuff that they were doing in the book like happened in real life. And uh-huh. they because they happened so close in time, people were like, they're not, they're not related. It was just like art imitating life. So there was yeah. that small amount of controversy. But after that, it stopped coming out, and yeah, and then people, like, yeah, no, nobody said anything about it pretty much since then. Here's his quote. He says, Scarlet is a list of things that can't be made. Here's a female lead who's killing cops because her world is broken. When it was a, when it was sold, it was sold to people who were actively looking for that. So that puts it, put us in, in a good place, to st- so stay tuned. Scarlet is in very early stages of development, but expect a further announcement soon enough on Fantastic on AllGames.com. Yeah. So. I I want to see that. I hope it happens quicker than the book did. I mean, it's on Cinemax. That's all right. I'll figure out a way to watch. No, I'm just saying, like, HBO and stuff, like, they don't, like, cancel series. They just end. Uh-huh. Or, you know, for example, like, Kirby Enthusiasm hasn't ended. But we haven't had an episode in five years. Gee. 
Okay. So it's like it's up to or yeah, I mean, the same thing happened with Louis C.K. show where like one season he just didn't feel like doing it, mm-hmm. so he just told them that like I'll be back, you know, maybe next year, and they just left his time slot open for him. Wow. Well, well, that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get I out. Think of here. That's it. Yeah. I mean, there's. There's what? Say it again, Bob. Oh, there's a, a Battlestar Galactica movie that's getting made, and they're looking for Francis Lawrence to direct it. Who who is that? He's the guy that did the Hunger Games. Oh, okay. And Lisa Joy is just gonna write it. She did Westworld, which I've never heard of. I'm not sure what that is either. I like Battlestar though. I would love to see more Battlestar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I I keep falling asleep during the first episode. Really? Yeah. Oh, gee. Okay. That's fair. All right. No, it's not. I hey, look. You're tired. I'm not here to tell you that you should stay awake because, you know, it's a lot of talking. Jay, give me some final thoughts, buddy. Um, goldfish. Indeed. Oscar, final thoughts. In Japanese, Japanese the Pac-Man ghosts are chaser, ambusher, cyclical, and feigning ignorance. Chaser, ambusher, who and who? Fickle. And feigning ignorance. Fickle? Yes. Okay. Got it. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, search us on iTunes. I don't think they gotten the feedback set up yet. Search anyway. There should be two of us with classic episodes that are not on the website anymore. Or uh, more current ones. Cool. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Um, you know, we know you didn't get to interact this episode, but we'll be back the following week with more, with a more interactive episode. But until then, sit tight. We're Fantastic Forum. We're out. <laughs>